He didn't slam you. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. Welcome everybody to Locked On iRacing, the news and result podcast. We are in the funny season of week 13 for season three in 2021. And I'm Peter Walker Wilkinson. I'm joined tonight by the amazing Alex McKellar and Braden Martin. How are you going, Braden, since you're on your phone there and not paying attention? I was going to say, I got relegated to second choice this week. Alex has been here one week and all of a sudden he's getting put in front of me. It's Alex and the other host now. <laughs> I'm good How good is that? Yourself. <laughs> yeah, good mate. Um, have you recovered? Or do we? No, we won't mention the weekend. How are you, Alex McKellar, mate? <laughs> oh, I'm doing good, thanks, mate. Uh, enjoying a relatively quiet week off from the racing, but looking forward to getting back into it. That's good to hear. Now I know Braden has been building cities uh, to, to have massively dirt tra- roads and everything like that. Haven't even touched the sim for about a week now. I hear. Yeah, I think it was nine days. I well, I physically touched it when I was moving it from room to room. But in terms of doing any racing, yeah, no racing except for I did a pickup cup race with Russell yesterday because he wanted someone to join in with him, and that was a terrible idea, and it will never happen again. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> there you go. Of all the of all the races to do, the pickup cup, the one that's there every week. Well done. So, um, anyway. Alex, have you actually been racing in the last week at all? I did, mate. I did uh, every Monday night, so just before the the new week kicks over, Gol Kawabe from from SNL, he hosts uh, a practice session and a race. Uh, So I did that last night, which was a lot of fun at Lime Rock Park. He does it for the the next week's track. Obviously, obviously this week was Lime Rock Park. And what you do get there is usually the top Japanese guys, so people like Naoya Nagai and... um, the Takumi Yamato and obviously Gal Kawabe and some every now and then you get uh, some other folk come in there they're pretty quick and last night it was those guys uh, myself uh, Russell was there Donald Sabinal, um and you know it's a great night out because everyone's happy to throw the car around a bit more you get to practice the different lines and the battles and stuff that you can kind of help get yourself ahead of for the for the coming week so uh and and usually on a on a, on a day like today the following day uh kawabe san will chuck up his video of the of the um of the of the night's racing and can i tell you do not miss the opportunity go watch it it's uh guile channel on youtube and switch the automatic google translator <laughs> it's the it is because it's all in japanese it is the best laugh you'll ever have it's brilliant now, I did go back and have a watch at uh, Kawabe-san's uh, video from the, today. And did I see correctly uh, yourself getting taken out by a lapped car into the West Bend? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, I did. Yeah, look, we were having a great battle. Like, the stuff quality and I, I, I was sort of buried a little bit in the top. I think it was fifth or something. And um, then Russell and I were battling early on. I was trying to get past him to hang on to the front three because I love battling with Nagai-san. Um, and then, um, yeah, we got dropped a bit and then we came up on this lap guy and through the West Bend and he pulled over to the right over the crest of the hill, pulled right over and started slowing down, but then didn't slow down enough. So I went (laughs) a car width and a half wide and then he still hit me in the rear through the, through the corner. I was, oh, great. So I just trundled around afterwards and missed out on all the fun, but otherwise it was great. (laughs) That's good. Sounds like, at least you're racing, right? At least you're racing now. 
you are doing racing better than I'm doing podcasting because I've just gone straight into what we've been up to and I haven't even said welcome to the podcast. Go join our Discord, lockedonlads.com slash Discord. Uh, thank you everyone who's subscribing and reviewing the podcast and leaving messages in our Discord to say thank you. Thanks uh, for that. Uh, it's been really, really good seeing uh, people like Griffin and, and stuff like that reach out and say that we're doing great jobs. So thank you so much. CD Symptography is one of the companies that or people out there that helps bring this to you and keeps the lights on. Uh, also Brewster Coffee, B-R-E-W-S-T-R dot coffee. Anywhere in the world, go rate your local coffee shop, 24-7 race control and driversclub.net.au. Uh, all people who are definitely helping this bring this podcast to you not me not me at all uh but definitely jump in that discord lockedonlads.com slash discord thank you everyone who has been doing that in the last couple last week or so it's been really good to see everyone joining in um i did some racing i didn't race though i did some practice Braden, are you excited that i actually did some practice i heard rumors that you were practicing so <laughs> i i'm impressed I did a whole day. Like I had a day where my life was in 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 sync and it was happy and it was good before it went to shit again. <laughs> I was gonna and say it only lasted a day, didn't it? <laughs> it did literally last one day. Yeah. Uh, however, yeah, I took the um, I took the Xfinity car for a spin around Las Vegas because that's where we're racing tomorrow night. Um, cookie cutter track, lift a little bit, look after tires, stay in the draft. That's all you got to worry about. So. Not much to learn there, but I decided to then take the Xfinity car to the Roval and do some laps around the Roval because we've got Roval in two weeks. And I, they they think I'm good on road circuits, so <laughs> I better so at least try and look like they I know what I'm They obviously have doing. not watched the Skippies, have they? <laughs> no, exactly. But you know what? The Xfinity car is really fun to drive around around corners, left and right, it, it, it shows. <laughs> so um, you get it down to second gear and turns on a dime when you want it to as long as you get the throttle inputs and the brake inputs right um but if you get them wrong (laughs) it's just nowhere it's all over the shop but you can really get that car drifting around the there in the corner it's a little almost like the skippy does uh which in the roval that in in field section is really good because you you never really flat out um so you're never really jumping up up gears or anything like that you just basically sit around in second and in second, she's real responsive around the corners. However, it, at the end of the day, yeah, is it Charlotte or Daytona? Yeah, yeah, or? Charlotte Roval. Sorry, yeah. So, um, really good to be back there. I don't think I've raced there in in months, to be honest. And I used to do it in the MX Five all the time. That's what I sort of cut my teeth on was Roval MX Five and and Charlotte and and crashing into the the wall as you come back onto the uh, oval section from the infield section and. Yeah, it, I was. I looked at a track guide afterwards. I think about ten seconds off the pace, but um, I can get it around there. And it was really fun to try and do that, which was, which was good. And then I sort of went looking around for something else to do, and I can't even remember what I picked up. But I, that's right, I picked up the Porsche because the Porsche is new, and I decided to get the Hungaro ring because it's new. And I took the the Porsche around now the Porsche is a lot better than the old Porsche I'm not saying better that's the wrong word to use it's a lot more easier to drive than the old Porsche uh, I did like the challenge of the old Porsche having a car in there that was required a lot of skill to master it and and having a big skill gap like that but this Porsche feels like it's point shoot brake point shoot brake kind of thing so um there'll be there'll be a little bit of nuance there but um I was 
six or seconds, seven seconds off the pace by the end of a, a, a tank, tank of fuel. Not even tank of fuel. I, I won't say it went that long, but um, Hungara Ring, I'd never raced it before, so I hadn't even watched the races there, so nothing knew nothing about it, but really good flowing track, and um, especially in the Porsche, there's a few corners there that are, that are good fun. That last corner, there's a nice little bump as you go into it, which puts you a little bit off balance, but definitely a fast straight if you get that final corner right, which makes uh, getting that final corner really important in, in stuff like the Porsche. But, yeah, it was good fun. Have you? Importantly, mate, importantly, how's it going to race in the skips? That's a big question. Well, I guess we'll find out fairly soon. I assume it will go pretty well. <laughs> that bump going into the final corner is significant, so I assume it'll unsettle that skip going around that final corner a little bit, but um, might help turning in a little bit better. But, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty fast. Like The chicane over the back will be the be, be a good point. Turn one will be obviously a big, big um, overtaking spot. Boundary uh, bonus corner. <laughs> that's it. So, yeah, it should be good. <clears throat> I reckon um should be good fun. Seems like the Porsche has been pretty popular. I know that normally new cars obviously are, and especially something like the Porsche when it gets a big update. But um, I know there's a couple of leagues out there with some pretty big numbers already. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, yeah, kicking off in their league. So I will probably pick it up at some point. I, I've been tossing and turning. Do I try and go for a different official series as well as the Skippies this season, or at least? you know ply my trade in some other series whether i try and do an oval series and try and get up the licenses a little bit i probably won't but it's been in the back of my no, mind you won't <laughs> yeah you're thinking about it that's the main thing mate i'm glad to see you thinking it's about one it. step I, closer I, I do want to officially try the v8s eventually that's one of the mm. things i do want to try and cut my teeth on eventually so i'm trying to make it if if my life settles down which probably should in the next couple of weeks hopefully um That'll be one of the things I start practicing on. But um, well, I, I, the Porsche is good. And I think you're going to see a lot more Porsches in locked on colors driving around soon anyway, um, from what I understand from the team chat. So uh, we've also got an announcement. I, don't, I won't announce it yet because he's actually going to leave another team before he joins us. But um, yeah, we'll have, a, have, a, have someone joining us as well, a new, new driver in the team soon to make 14. So pretty excited about that. Won't be a Skippy driver. Surprise, surprise. Now, before we go on too far, do you want to talk about young Daniel Ricciardo and, and what happened in that race, Brad? Yeah, so that was the one thing I did do racing related this week was obviously watch the Formula One, um, which was, yeah, it started off as a pretty interesting weekend. Um, it was nice to see the, both the McLarens with some pretty decent pace. And, you know, it was Daniel, uh, obviously, I think he was ahead of Lando in P1, which we just hadn't seen. Like, he he'd just been off the pace, especially in the first practice sessions of each weekend. He'd been really, really struggling to get anywhere near Lando in those first, um, you know, first hour of practice. And then, yeah, to have him up the front, it was like, hmm, that's interesting. Maybe, maybe starting to get to grips with the car a little bit. And it was, it was interesting because from all the talk had been that he'd been really struggling with the braking in the car. And that's the thing that he'd been really having trouble mastering and then obviously Monza some pretty big important braking areas uh on that track well so they said the same thing pace. when he the same thing when he joined um uh Renault right that he struggled early on and particularly with the braking the shift I can imagine from from the Red Bull which is so tight on the track you know on rails and all the rest of it and 
you know, obviously a different package, uh, but it, it, it seemed to take a while to adjust. So I wasn't massively surprised at that early adjustment. I, I was a little surprised it took so long. Yeah. And I guess even with the Red Bull, I don't know enough about the engineering side of it, but having that really high rate car and facing it, you know, forwards um, or having that much lower on the front, I'm assuming has a big difference on the way you brake because you already got the car sort of pointing down in towards the ground. So the braking would have to be completely different to a car that's more leveled out. So uh, it would be a big adjustment. Um, So yeah, so it went from there. And then obviously it was a sprint round this uh, weekend. So he managed to swamp basically uh, Hamilton. And then because of the way Hamilton sort of held up Lando, he managed to get around Lando as well, uh, starting from sort of fourth or fifth. I can't remember exactly where he was. And, you know, basically rode around behind uh, Verstappen for the whole of the sprint race. And then with, oh, and Bottas, of course. And then obviously with Bottas's um, back of the grid penalty for changing the power unit, many started from the front row and, for the for the big race and it was interesting once you sort of saw him be able to hold lando and uh hamilton behind him in that sprint race even though it's only whatever it was 15 laps or 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 so 18 laps you were like okay he's got the pace and we all know that those mclarens aren't as good chasing cars as they are when they're leading well maybe he can do something this weekend and having that front row tailor that with monza giving the second place starter the inside line into turn one and getting a great start and basically he hit the lead it was all she wrote from there and the biggest thing was if that hamilton and verstappen accident didn't have it wouldn't have even been close because they both screwed up their pit stops he would have been 10 15 seconds down the road and no one would have had a chance so it was actually lucky to be that close yeah 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 it was interesting too uh i was so nervous watching it uh with norris behind him and he could, the first call on the radio i was just waiting for it wait for it saying can you tell daniel to speed up as in <laughs> let me past him i want yeah, to win this right. thing yeah. right and then later on oh, i don't know and you know lando was all cheers and smiles and everything at the end of it for the team uh and you know i'm sure that was genuine but you could just see that little bit hold back you know that was his first win potentially as well so yeah, and I think, you know, McLaren, McLaren's really pinned their hat to Lando being the star of the, the future and the person that's going to lead them out of this, you know, supposed dark time of McLaren racing where they haven't been winning races and they haven't been challenging for championships. And I think he would have started to believe that as well in himself, that I'm the guy who's going to get this breakthrough win for the team and get my own breakthrough win. So to have someone else kind of steal that glory a little bit, as much as he he seemed pretty happy, it would hurt a little bit deep down. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But, you know, well done, Danny Rick, mate. Couldn't have been better yeah. for us, eh? Absolutely. I needed that after yeah. a horrible weekend of sport. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what did you think of the incident? Well, that's a tough one. So you could, yeah, look, my view is um, uh, you watch two previous occasions where the same two drivers have done gone through uh, chicanes in the same way, first at Imola, and then earlier on at the second chicane there at Monza, where the roles were reversed. And both times, um, Max drove wide out of the first apex, even if he hit the first apex, which he didn't in, uh, in at Monza. Um, and Hamilton took the escape road, pulled the, the eject button, and he was out. Max rolls reverse. Max keeps in it, uh, and they crash. So, um, 
yeah, look, from my perspective, you know, the the whinging that, that Max did afterwards, you know, is that of a race driver who's, you know, hell-bent on winning a championship and all the rest of it uh, and, you know, perhaps a bit tunnel-visioned. Um, but again, I'm no expert from a driving standards perspective or, uh, and I think the racing drivers uh, will all have, you know, potentially different views to me, but also very strong views based on years of experience to get there as well. Yeah, it's it's a really tricky one because it, it's one of those ones where they both could have done things better to make sure they made it through the corner safely. But unfortunately, neither of them chose to. So, you know, who, 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 yes, you can lay some blame on one. At the end of the day, they both could have managed it through safely if they both chose to do things differently, but they both weren't uh ready to yield and it's not going to be the last time that these two come together because they race hard they're both fighting for a championship if that had have been uh you know lewis hamilton and charles leclerc you know lewis would have probably left more room and probably given up the position well he's got a championship to fight for and he's not fighting for that championship with charles leclerc so I think that's got a lot to do with how, how you know, one position, especially when it's first and second for these guys when they are at the front, that's seven points. It's a, it's a massive yeah. swing. It's so, not like Aussie so, but, but here's the thing. If he's going through, if the roles are reversed, right, and he's on the outside of, of the first apex, does he go through the escape road if it's Charles Leclerc? Or if it, or by that logic, why isn't yeah. he keeping on the pedal, keeping in it and not taking the escape road when he's on the outside? You know? Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I think. Um, I think you don't win multiple championships like Hamilton has done by taking the line that Max did when he was on the outside there. I think yeah. that the car lives to fight another day, and you're still in the race, right? Yeah. The fact that they neutralise each other out of that one, put that aside. But if it's any other driver next to Hamilton. He takes the escape road. If it's any other driver next to Verstappen, he fights the corner. That's that's yeah. what I reckon the attitude is here. Yeah, you're you're probably right. I think maybe I one <laughs> the one the one thing is that it's bloody good to watch. <laughs> it sure was. That was a brilliant race. That was awesome. So you know, in terms of entertainment for the fans, you know, I, I hope they keep battling hard. And you know, as much as you don't want to see anyone get injured or uh, or worse, you know, if they keep coming together it's certainly good entertainment it's going to make the netflix series very interesting <laughs> oh 100 and bloody bottas coming from the back and the cheshire cat grin as he's being interviewed was just <laughs> yeah. bloody brilliant awesome. it was pretty good bloody i could just imagine him of... saying you know what you stuff all of you guys you've given Willie, uh george russell my seat and i've basically done the last to first challenge and if not for a couple of things you know who knows he could have very easily won that race and yeah. um yeah it's just a big middle finger to mercedes in a sense on oh, the way out the door yeah as was the the fastest lap attempt last week right yeah he's like i'll just do two really really fast sectors and then i'll back out a little bit at the end yeah. oh well, still faster sorry about that <laughs> yeah oh, we had some good memes coming out of the race as well so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying hamilton with the uh tire mark on his head and stuff like that so, <laughs> yeah, it's, been, it's been quite good uh, so let's move on to uh, the news and updates for this week. You would think there's not much happening at the moment, but whoa, we've got some stuff for you. 
Uh, so this week, driversclub.net.au, go go over to that website and check it out. 10 bucks for 12 months of racing, uh, the V series and the uh, uh, supercar series. I'm not sure what's happening over at the moment. There's obviously some personal stuff going on uh, with Kyle over there. So shout out to him. I hope things get all sorted, but definitely go to show your support. Uh, also, 24-7 race control. If you need race control for your racing series, go and check out John's 24-7 race control. Really, really good stuff. We'll definitely keep the idiots out of it. No, they won't keep the idiots. It's used, but he'll give them penalties for you for sure. <laughs> uh, so let's get into uh, the news. We're going to start with a little one. We we didn't get him last season for season one of the Formula Vs, but we were able to get him for season two. Uh, Cameron Dance won back-to-back um, V series, probably the only two V series at the moment that are happening. So for Aussie Car, so I, I got Cameron aside today, and we record a little thing, a few technical areas, but we got there. So have a listen to what Cameron thought of his win. Take it away, Cameron. And welcome back, Cam Dance, to the podcast, mate. How are you? Yeah, I've been pretty good, obviously, stuck in lockdown here at the moment. But, um, yeah, no, I've been pretty good. Otherwise, it's been really, really hectic for the past few weeks. But, um, yeah. It's all good. Like, lockdown is one of those things that, hey, you're stuck in near your rig, but you've probably got to do work, I guess. So, it's hard mm. life. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. last time we talked to you, you won a series. No, we didn't talk to you after that. We just talked to you after a race and, and talked to you about, um, I think, one of the... Anne's car or no one of the um, scops or something like that but we're here to talk to you today because we didn't get you last time when you won the v championship so congratulations on winning the first ever aussie car v championship and also the second ever aussie car v championship what yeah, was that like winning the first one and then well, i want to talk more about the second one in, in in a bit but how was it like winning the first ever one yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, all the racing was really, really good. It was a really, really cool schedule. I mean, very, very technical tracks for the most part, and obviously all free tracks. Everybody knew what they were doing for the most part. But um, you know, it was really, really cool. Obviously, managed to get quite a few wins and everything out of the first season. But um, yeah, the second season was very, very full on with the fact that we didn't have exactly the best uh, first run. Pretty much had to play catch up the entire time. Yeah. So, how, what was that like after round one? Where Where did you think your title chances stood at that stage? Well, based on the way that the points obviously work in Aussie car, it was going to be very, very tough. I mean, I, I sort of ruled myself out of the championship straight after round one with the fact that it's very, very hard to regain those points. And especially with the fact you had guys like Joseph, Chaz and Skurlock and a couple of those other quicker guys up the front constantly finishing near the front as well. So it was going to be very, very close. And then obviously as the season drew close to the end of it, it was um just all about trying to maximise point scores. It was looking like it was going to be at least a podium, if not second place. But, um, yeah, when Joseph didn't turn up to Nürburgring, it was pretty much just all about winning that and then trying to finish it. Michael in the end. Yeah, young Skirly. You, you've had a few battles with Skirly over the time, I assume? Yeah, we've raced all sorts of different stuff, whether it be majors or NASCAR stuff or anything like that. It's been, um, yeah, we've come across with each other and obviously done quite a few good battles as well. So what's it like racing someone like Chaz Mostert each and every week or for most of the series anyway? Yeah, it's really, really cool. I mean, you see these sort of guys racing on their sims and racing in real life on TV and that sort of stuff. You go, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then when you actually get to race them um, on the sim yourself, with the, whether it be like Chaz or Shane or one of those guys, it's really, really cool. And obviously Chaz is really, really cool. And we've had a few chats in the um, 
post-race and well just before post-race interviews sort of thing in the waiting interviews channel and just been like he's really really cool to talk to and we've got along very very well and he knows that we're both very very quick so yeah it's been it's been really really cool to chat with him and obviously race against him as well we give each other plenty of room and race each other hard if we have to so yeah it's been really really cool and um hopefully he can do it again sometime yeah, well, hopefully we can. So I'm not sure where the V-Series sits at the moment. We're, we're on the borderline of when it should be starting, but I haven't seen anything announced as yet. Now, I know you've, your plans are sort of up in the air. What, what have your planned for, for the next couple of weeks? Is anything in, in stone yet? Um, yeah, there's just a couple of series I'm kind of looking at at the moment, and obviously there's um, something else as well uh, in the works. It was the um, uh, Supercars offering the possibility of um competing in the e-series at the final round with um a couple of new zealanders getting the chance to do a shootout race and then obviously um uh whoever won that got to race that is going to race in the final round of the supercars e-series so it'll be interesting to see what happens there i've obviously found myself wow. in a position to end up in that shootout race so um, if i ended up winning that it would have probably not quite helped me in the aussie car championship but um yeah we'll, we'll see what happens i mean if i can have some time around and i'm not able to quite win that race then i'll probably jump in but yeah we'll see what happens we know ira really desperately wants you back in the skip series is there any possibility of seeing that happen yeah, I might have a look at it. I might, I might end up jumping in. We'll have to see. I've obviously got not long to make the decision, but um, yeah, I, I might jump in and have another skid and see what I, where I stand up against the likes of Alex and Chassie now and all those sort of boys. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Obviously, my Thursday nights are going to be probably taken up as well, starting early next month as well. So I might end up having to bail at the end of the season, but we'll see. That's okay. I look, as far as I'm concerned, you don't have to come back. I'm happy one spot further up the run <laughs> if you don't come back. That's, that's really good. So uh, thank you very much, Cam. Uh, I know how much it means to you to actually win a champion, especially with, with people like um, that were in the V-Series uh, alongside, and then especially with the comeback you had. Is there anything you anyone you'd like to thank? Yeah, just obviously, first of all, shout out to the boys at Fitstone Motorsport, as always, for their support and our um, sponsors, the likes of TechSense, Renvale, Demon Tweaks, uh, Fight CRC, and um, Sim3D. All the, all them do a really, really good job to support the team. And then, obviously, Ira for putting on the awesome series. And obviously, Aussie Car, if anybody's interested in giving the skips or Formula Vs a go, then be sure to jump in those. They're really, really fun racing. Everybody's really respectful. So be sure to jump on that if you're really, really keen. And, um, yeah, also cheers to Jay and uh, the boys for the awesome broadcasts every single week. Yeah, definitely. Don't, you don't have to thank Jay, but that's okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll leave that one in there. Thank you very much for your time, Cam. We'll talk to you again hopefully soon. And thanks for that, Cam. You are a legend and good I luck heard. with the getting into the E-Series, by the way. That's Yeah, hopefully that happens. But yeah, go. What did you hear, Broyden? I heard the only reason he won back-to-back was because he wanted to come on the podcast, so he knew that he had to win the series again. That's what I heard. <coughs> Pardon me. That's it. That's his, He's pushed it to the side, doesn't care anymore. <laughs> he's got on the podcast. He's done. He's, he's happy. <laughs> he's moving on. Uh, no, so he's, yeah, good luck. He's going in a hot lap. Uh, sorry, sprint uh, series type of thing uh, very, very soon to to maybe win a race in the, at the Bathurst leg of the E-Series, which would be pretty cool. So, uh, And maybe battling, he, he mentions McKellar and Chasty is, is seeing where he sits amongst them in the skippies. So um, <laughs> our very own Alex McKellar and, and our very own Chasty. I can say both of those now. So, yeah. Yeah, well, my, my perspective on having raced with Cam uh, a couple of times in the Vs uh, is obviously really good. I mean, his results stand up for themselves but um 
you know, looking forward to it. If he does come and do some skips, it'd be good to, and for me to test myself against him too, which would be yeah. great. Am I right in saying he's currently the leading wins taker in Aussie Car yes. Skippy history? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So uh, if we he's... could get him and Matty Marsh back, um, I think that would be uh, the ultimate. Well, I put some feelers out. I was I was trying to get Kawabe san to come in and maybe a couple of the Japanese guys as well, bring a bit more international flavour. But uh, no luck as yet. Plus, you know, with SNL connections, I might be able to reach out and get some of the European guys. Uh, if we you don't have to. Right. It's okay. <laughs> I don't mind racing for top 10s. I don't want to go back to racing for top 20s again. But it'd be, you know, just testing yourself against some of I those know. guys is really cool. It would definitely yes. change the dy- dynamic of the racing, having some of those European yeah, drivers yeah, in, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. But look, look, the guys that you get, I mean, you saw Christian Perez, apart from, you know, the Perez line, the fiasco <laughs> and all the rest of it, right? Um, they're really good-natured guys, uh, and they know they're there for a laugh, and they're not there to stuff it up for anybody else. So yeah, it's, it's a good challenge. Yeah, definitely. So speaking of good challenge, next we've got uh, James Chasnoff, winner of the Season 9 of Aussie Car Formula Skip Barber. Uh, the very locked on locked on lads only our very own uh, James Chestnut. So let's bring on Mister Thirty Eight Gate himself. Take it away, James. And welcome along, James Chastanoff, the man with the long last name, according to Max Bance on the weekend. How are you going, mate? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, it's good to finally be on the on the old podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think Chevo just switched off. Sorry about that, Chevo. Um, <laughs> Yeah, look, it's been a long time coming. Um, only about 150 episodes in, we finally get you on. But you finally won a championship as well, so that's why we got you on. Congratulations on the Formula Skip Barber champion. Yeah, thanks. It was uh, it was a pretty tough gig to try and get on the podcast, even though I've been almost <laughs> featured nearly every single week. But yeah, you guys put me through hell, especially uh, Alex here as well, <laughs> Brendan every week. I, I, but yeah, I love fun. the fact. I love the fact we've got your team member, the team champions member here. We've got the nemesis, the person who keeps on bloody <laughs> beating you every other week. And then me, just I'm just here to fill in the numbers. Uh, Alex, quick question. What's it like being racing with Chastity this season? We'll talk about it off air, but what's it been like? It's been good, man. Honestly, like um, uh, I was saying before, James, I think uh, I don't know that there was leaps and bounds in terms of your pace and everything because I think it was already there. But I think you made your own luck really successfully this, this season. There was a, a number of times where I've, I've just watched replays and gone, how on earth does he get through that? You know, when it all around him fell apart. And sometimes that's just what you need to combine with the work that you've put in to win out, win a championship, mate. And from my perspective, you know, you race really smart this season, uh, which was great, you know, and I think those things combined really, really helped you, mate. So from my perspective, it was a great challenge each week. And once you were gone, you were gone, you know. We didn't see that, <laughs> didn't see you for dust once sort of three rounds were done and you just uh, you stuck at it, mate, and well done. Yeah, thanks, man. I mean, the previous season before really taught me a lot about how to approach this particular season. Um, I always knew I had the pace. I, I think um, it was more of a shock going in straight away as soon as I started Aussie Car. Uh, to see that I actually had the pace to try and win stuff, but um, quickly learnt, uh, thanks to Cameron Dance, who's in a different <laughs> planet on his own anyway, that it's not just being quick, it's being quick everywhere, it's being in the right place at the right time as well, and uh, these cars, it's more important than anything else I've ever driven, so uh, yeah, 
probably the reason why it took me so long to get there. But yeah, um, last season was pretty shocking for me. It was uh, almost like a, a should have or could have kind of situation. But I made so many uh, stupid mistakes and put myself in risk in a lot of areas. But yeah, this this season it was very much looking at back at that, looking at what I did wrong, and then basically just trying to go, all right, let's just not put myself in those situations for an entire season and then see where we came out. And uh, yeah, it all kind of took care of itself. So not blowing your engine in the first round of the season <laughs> is definitely up there with things that you probably changed. <laughs> going easy on the downshifts. I mean, <laughs> it's more the mentality as well. I mean, that, that season was very much a um, throw everything at it. Um, because the one before, I wasn't quite, I wasn't practicing enough. I wasn't quite in it. I was still enjoying turning up. I was enjoying the social aspects and I was like liking having the battle and that. But that season was very much, all right, let's really throw a lot at it. Let's go full aggression. Let's really push, try and get a win. Because I hadn't had a win at that point as well. And I kind of felt like I was getting pushed around a little bit on track just because I was giving a little, everyone a little bit too much room. So I tried to go, oh, okay, I know I can drive aggressive. That's generally how I kind of race in the supercars, but uh, these cars being open wheelers, you can't really make mistakes making contact. So I thought, okay, let's throw it around a bit more, try and push a bit harder. But uh, yeah, it just did not work out. It's definitely not the way to drive these cars. You just need you just need to be smooth and patient with these ones. And yeah. Now, I, I know being in chat with you most races, uh, what it meant to you, but what, what, what did it actually mean to you? A, getting that first win last season but getting the championship this season um it meant it really meant a lot i mean i knew it was going to be a big challenge going into the season and uh i mean it's kind of it's kind of weird because um i don't know i had i had a little bit more pressure this season i felt than the season beforehand because the season before we just sort of got really got going with the lockdown guys. And I had a team of people who were sort of like, I knew they were going to be watching and they wanted to see those cars up the front. And I knew I was the best chance for the team to sort of get up the front. Um, so I had a lot of pressure on, I put a lot of pressure on myself, I guess, to do well for the team. And I think that's probably what sort of drove me to go aggressive and really try and get wins. Once I got that first win, I think I settled down a little bit as well during that season but this season i felt like i felt like there's a little bit more pressure because i knew that um brayden was up there this season and everyone knew he was going to be quick and i knew he was going to be quick and i knew that was really going to help out and i knew as a as a team we were really going to properly fight for this fight for this championship as well so it was kind of strange that i felt like there was a bit more pressure on me this time around uh, but despite that, I was less anxious about it. I, I don't, I don't know, really know where that came from. I actually started feeling a bit more anxious as we got closer towards the end because I'm like, I've gone a whole season without having a major incident. What's, <laughs> what's going to happen in these last few rounds? And I was getting really, really nervous. I think one of the major turning points was Dover when I was sitting in sixth place. And I remember saying multiple <laughs> times, I'm in sixth place. I do not care. I will finish sixth. I do not care. <laughs> Six is good, and yeah, was, and Dover was was that one that you were concerned about most going into, and I, I guess getting out of that with 
the results you did, which weren't obviously great, but they were still really good. Oh, I don't know. He's, I, I would I, say I, winning I, on the line's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, winning on the line. Yeah, sorry, sorry, my bad. I was thinking about <laughs> the other one. Yeah. I, I will apologize for that. I was, for most of that race, sitting in sixth you... place going, six is fine, and then unfortunately yeah. ended up pipping you. No, that was my, that was me, mate. I watched the replay. I didn't realise I was clear, and I, I could have stuck over to the outside, which was quicker. Instead, I chose to take a narrow line, and that's all it takes in that car. With a little bit of extra steering input, you keep the run, and then pick up the side draft. And there's, you know, there was a width of a proverbial in it at the end, and you took it out, mate. Well done. Yeah, but the, the reaction was the best part because he, <laughs> he didn't. At no stage did he won. Across across the line, he was not in front of you. Before the line, he was not in front of you. And after the line, in front of you. And his race lab said the same thing. It took, what, you half a lap before you realized you'd actually won, Chastity? Is that what happened? Yeah, it was... The race lab said first, and then it went back to second again as I crossed the line. And I'm going, that was close. What was that? And I'm just looking, I'm looking. And then I get... Because I have the uh, iRacing spotter giving me the text messages, but I, I listen to the crew chief, so they don't always match up. And then suddenly it just pops up at the bottom. You won! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Like what? <laughs> what? How? <laughs> uh, no idea. So... I had no idea. <laughs> and yeah, so that that was obviously the one you were concerned about. Mid-season, nothing had gone wrong so far, and then yeah, going into that, everyone, everything could have gone wrong, and somehow you dodged everything in that last race to to get a win. Can, can I ask though? Last race of the season, you're racing along, obviously. I think in going to the, was it fair to say you and Braden going into that last race, you'd almost given up on the team's championship? Uh, of, of the season? Um, yeah. The last um, geez, race. We're going to go there again. Come on. We race two. <laughs> <laughs> we probably to, had until, up, to up totally until qualifying. And when we saw Alex John was at the back, it was like, well, anything could happen with him trying to come that through was the field. It. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that was probably where we were at. And then obviously, I didn't make the smartest pit decision. So at that point, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, it looks like we're going to get done here. We all know what happened after that, unfortunately. Yeah, I, don't, so... I don't think anyone did. I don't think anyone except for Russell Clark made the right pit decision because I was I was panicking too because yeah. I'm thinking... Because I remember we were looking at the strategy and we thought it was going to be one less lap for this whole race length. Mm, yeah, and for some, and we were saying, oh yeah, pit lap seven, that'll definitely get you home on a tank because if you go one lap earlier, it was going to be sort of risky, and then we realised, oh actually, it's one lap. This this race is going to be one lap longer than what we thought, so we need to pit on the end of lap eight. And then I go, all right, cool, time to pit, come in, and I look across at my overlays and I see, oh, I'm on the end of lap seven. Oh, <laughs> oh no, I've gone in a lap early. I'm going to fill this to full, and I'm not going to quite make it. So then I do it and I go, okay, we'll, we'll just pick up as many points as we can and I'll just save fuel, it should be fine. And then as as everyone's starting to come in and do their times on the sort of, well, sorry, do their pit stops on the laps that I was expecting people to do their stops, I was realising that the gaps between everyone were actually, well, even Mikhail, uh, Alex, yourself, um, you were out ahead and your pit stop was quite short and I'm going, he's saving fuel. Braden's saying... Oh no, I haven't put enough in. He's saving fuel. <laughs> Everyone around us is going, I'm going, I threw this away. What's going on? <laughs> and I think it was only Russell. So I sort of knew Alex was up ahead and I was like, oh, he's going to have to save at some point. So I'm just going to maintain the gap and watch um, 
the guys behind. And yeah, Russell was just absolutely charging. And I uh, know when I when I got to that line as well at the end of the race, that was the thing I was worried about. I was going, please don't cough, please don't cough, because <laughs> I knew as soon as that car coughed, he was getting me. And, well, yeah. like, it just, apparently, I've got a stronger throwing arm when it comes to throwing away races. That's, that's <laughs> <where I'm> <laughs> but yeah. so, how, what was it like winning the the? Like, I know you didn't you didn't put much effort into actually much care into winning the races this season. You won the championship, but to win the championship and win the final race as well, how how'd that feel? Oh, that was, it was awesome. Except that first race, I was really anxious about how we were going to go. And I was thinking about the team. And when I crossed the line in six, I was actually really, actually quite angry with myself because I knew that I didn't try anything during that race. I didn't drive my normal way. I just sort of sat back and just went, let's try and seal it. And when I crossed the line, I, I don't think I've ever been so dissatisfied with a race as well. And I think, um, uh, Russ got me at the end as well. He pit me across the line as well because um, he pulled off a great move. But I just wasn't on it to really do anything to sort of defend from him. And yeah, I think that second race, I was like, all right, let's just concentrate on qualifying. Let's get up to the front because I think I started back in that first race as well. And I was like, let's actually fight for a race win here and actually drive properly. Even though I know it's a championship round sort of thing, let's actually just give this a go like we like we normally do. Because yeah, it was sort of hurting my enjoyment for the season, trying to thinking about the championship, and I was I am looking forward to the next one because now I can just race, um, <laughs> race, race by race, and not thinking about it. Um, but uh, yeah, that was the thing that I was really worried about. So that last race, it was just end of the season. Let's enjoy it. It looks like I've got the championship at this point. Let's let's you know take the opportunity and really enjoy that race. And yeah, to finish first was just, that was, that was really massive to finish the championship in first, knowing that I had a lot of luck throughout the season. I, I think it really sort of underlined that. Like I felt like I actually earned it by winning it at the end. So to win the championship with a win, it sort of validates that uh, victory. Whereas I was a little bit doubting, Oh, was it just because I got lucky this season? But no, it, it felt like it was a proper win. Yeah, so what's very the well congratulations from us? What's the what's the plan moving forward for this season? Uh, you would have seen the track list. Are you, are you looking forward to it? What's the attitude going in? Is it uh, to try and defend the title? Is that on your mind, or is it to carry me to another team's championship? Or, or what, what are we looking for? <laughs> um, I don't really know. I haven't really thought about it too much. I've really taken the break seriously and not really thought about it too much. Um, this race, I feel like I'm a little bit underprepared because of um, Bathurst Scops coming up. So that's my real focus at the moment. So I haven't done any laps of um, Lime oh, Rock. Lime Rock. Gonna... Don't even worry about yeah. it. Turn right, then turn yeah. right, then just do one left and you'll be right. So, I, yeah, it sort of, de- sort of depends where my sort of commitment goes. I think there's a little bit, there's probably a little bit less motivation. It probably sounds bad to say that, but there is probably a little bit less motivation to really... Um, go into the season at full speed um, I feel like I probably want to try and just go back to enjoying the racing more now the um, the mentality to try and win a championship in something like this series where you've got to be on top of your game every single race is it's quite tiring actually it's really hard to do especially in the field that we've got because you could get beaten easily by seven or eight different people in this series and that's yeah. it's kind of what makes this series really good 
and at the same time when you're trying to battle for a championship really really hard uh so so um, is this where we tell him that we just got off the phone with Cam Dance and Cam Dance is coming back for next season? I would actually love that, to be honest. I would love him to come back, seeing with the battles we had in that first season, for him to come back um, to try and challenge him to say, all right, I've spent some time here. I've learned a few things. Let's see how far I've improved. That would actually be... That would be actually awesome. I'd love to see him back. He is back trying his best. I thought we did we did interview him this morning. I interviewed him this afternoon. He said yeah. he's going to try his best to get back for a fair few races. Not all. Uh, of them, I, I would love that. Honestly, yeah, it's uh, okay. yeah, it's been it's been pretty hard having him uh, watching some of the uh, Scott races as a commentator, and I can sort of hear him laughing a little <laughs> bit uh, when I'm popped up on screen, and I'm not particularly doing too well, but <laughs> I could just hear it. He's going, ah, ha, ha, Justy, cut. So uh, two, two things before it. we let you go. How yep. was Max Bantz last on, on the weekend? Cause we didn't actually cover it in tonight's, uh, uh, results. Uh, oh, what, what an event the Max Bantz series is. It is one of those things that <laughs> even though you feel like you've, you, you question why you're doing it and you don't know why you're there and you don't know why you put an effort in. You don't know why you're painting a car that you're never going <laughs> to race again. Why are you spending money on content that you're never going to race again? And why am I painting a cheese car again? What am I doing with my life? Um, but then you do that event and it's just, it's seriously one of the, one of the best fun uh, events uh, you could do. Uh, that race was just unbelievably insane. Um I don't even know what happened because I didn't. I didn't actually watch the replay of my heat race. So the way that this this um, event worked, it was a um, rallycross race around uh, Chicago, where the Joker lap was uh, doing all the runoff sections around the circuit. And I think one of those runoff sections actually puts you in a car park, so you don't want to take that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there was a set of heats, and I think it was about seven, up to seven drivers each round. And uh, the top two would get, you went go from through. last to second in like a corner. <laughs> well, I was in. I think so. The way that the qualifying worked was everyone qualified, and then it was a reverse grid order. <laughs> yeah, but it sort that. of put you through the heats. And for some reason, the heats, the way that it worked out with the numbers, is that it was going to be seven people in each heat, and only seven people put qualifying times in, and I put the fastest time in. So I basically just guaranteed myself to start last in the first heat. So I had no idea what was ahead of me and everyone else in front of me as well. And went through the first corner, and I think I hit about four different people and then came out yeah. in about second place somehow. So I'm just driving around. I finished finish second place. I um, get my ticket through the main heat, uh, the main, sorry, the feature, where the top two of each heat goes through. Um, except uh, Sperry made a little bit of a little bit of an error in his setup, and it turned out that anyone who didn't get disqualified for not completing a Joker lap uh, correctly—sorry, Fields—I'm <laughs> bringing that up again. I think it was like three attempts or something, and he kept missing that last <laughs> last runoff. Um, anyone who wasn't disqualified got to race, so it was just a packed feature race. And I think I started at second place. So I'm like, beauty! I'm right up the front here. So yeah, driving along, and then it's just absolute mayhem. All these people going out, um, people who'd messed up, they were just taking people out. It was just absolute <laughs> chaos. Um, what was the major thing? Oh yeah, the major thing was it was a random amount of joker laps, and it turned out uh, in this 10-lap race, you would have to do the joker lap nine times. <laughs> so one of the laps, you did the track properly, and the other nine, you were doing these runoffs, which is dodgy as. So really, the and joker lap was doing the, the lap properly. The end, <laughs> 
yeah, doing the proper lap. <laughs> I think I had I had a I had a decent lead, and then the safety the well the safety car came out, and oh my god, the safety car. That's just that was uh, Jay Kennedy trying to drive upside down, inside out, and I think he was purposely doing burnouts as well. He wasn't. There was no realm of safety in. Well, I guess it's called the safety car for a reason, I suppose. I think yeah. he was uh, using a controller. Yeah, I think if it I'm was too... mistaken as well. <laughs> yeah, he was. It was, he was some... yeah. Something to do with that. But yeah, no, I, I had a fairly decent lead, but unfortunately, I lost it. Someone got through one of the um, famed Joker sections, uh, got past me, and I came out still second place. I was pretty happy with it, but um. Forget right hand down. I had right hand down 90 degrees. So I was driving down the straight with 90 degrees steering to the right to keep things straight. And I managed to hold on to it for two laps. And I wasn't sure if the leader had um, had an infringement with the Joker or uh, one of the Joker laps. So I wasn't sure how he got through because it was just carnage when he did. But yeah, unfortunately, he did everything correctly. So yeah, um, oh, can't, remember guy. can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, no, he, he just got through that section perfectly and true max band style but yeah that was one hell of a race i do i do want to do one of the max bands i just this one just wasn't for me i was i was not interested in the in the rally cross car and the the way it was set up for me it just wasn't my thing but i definitely want to try and jump into the next one for a bit of fun the the craziness that those boys uh, managed to set up it's um, always a really good watch I am curious, like what what kind of format are you sort of hoping for? Like, um... well, I don't really know. It's just there was something about this where I was like, I don't know if I was just too confused watching the the introduction <laughs> video that my mind just couldn't comprehend what I'd actually have to do, or I don't know what it was. But there's been a few that I've gone back and watched, and I'm like, wow, that looks like so much fun to do, and this one just didn't tickle my fancy. So, <laughs> yeah, okay, fair, fair enough. I mean. It's... It is one of those events where you just sort of go, yeah, shoot first, you sign up, and then you actually work out what, what you just signed, <laughs> up, signed yourself up for. It it's one of those events. But yeah, I've, if you go bad or you go well, I don't think it really makes too much of a difference. Yeah. I think it's just fun doing it. Absolutely. It's, it's a it's a good thing sometimes, especially when you're taking you know this as a serious hobby quite seriously. Um, it's good to have a bit of fun every now and then just sort of remind you you know why you signed up in the first place and i think i think that's a really good thing to do every week 13 is to try something new and you know sort of throw yourself in the deep end a little bit because sometimes you might you know drive a rallycross car and you go i mean look this this setup's not exactly the best when you know three of the gears don't actually matter anymore and i'm limited to 130 k's and the thing's just banging off its head and i've got um Jim talking in my ear telling me that my engine's going to blow up because it's at 150 <laughs> degrees Celsius. But you might at some point go, you know what? This rallycross car ain't too bad to drive around here. <laughs> that's it. I would, uh, I would like to know what my Max Bant's nickname would end up being. That, that's one thing I would be intrigued about. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, it's definitely a reason to sign up, I think. Um, <laughs> we'll get him in for next season for sure, especially if the rain comes along and he's got a race in the rain. Oh, um, unbelievable that would be awesome so look one last thing we talk about serious sim racing you got Bathurst 1000 this weekend A are you going to qualify I have no <laughs> idea no idea I'm unfortunately it's one of those um, sort of uh, precarious um, positions where I've seen a lot of guys who I race with um, like fairly frequently and very closely um, matched some of them get in, some of them don't. I'm really in that cutoff area. 
Um, I was. They are doing more cars this one. It's like a fifty odd car field, isn't it? So... Yeah, it is, but it's Bathurst, so it sort of uh, calls right. it calls more people in, yeah. and yep. some of those people. I mean, look, there's some guys out there who they don't drive the supercar very often, and I, some of them I've never even raced with before. But they know how to drive that car a hell of a lot better than me, and I don't know how they do it because I know I take a week off driving the supercar. It's a, it's a process yeah. to uh, yeah get back up to speed. So, well, hopefully you can get there. Good luck. But I want to see you rock the number thirty-eight around the hill. Uh, is that what you're changing <laughs> to now? <laughs> Look, it's becoming a theme. I said there was a um, there was a there was another thing uh, earlier on about the uh, thirty-eight, but. Um, the if veteran you can qualify thirty eighth, that'd be even better. But anyway. Oh that that would be that would actually be incredible. Actually, where did I I didn't qualify thirty eighth, did I for No, I didn't. no. surely not. No. Anyway, but um <laughs> the uh, veteran series uh, was the Bathurst one thousand was actually running last weekend. Yeah, shout and out was... to Jason for causing as much controversy as he possibly can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> tensions rose through that. That was uh, pretty crazy. It, I think uh, Jamie McKnight was just trying to stir him up a little bit, as he usually does, and it, it sort of up, was... It? Yeah, it was controversy out of nothing. Kind of, I think it was one of those yeah. situations. But yeah, I was spotting for Jason. And, uh, Is uh, Jason your new setup guide for the Scops as well? Is that what he's doing? He's your guru for that? He's a pretty good spotter, I will say that. Um, he, but he but setup-wise, well. he's going to do your setups from now on? No, I wouldn't let him touch that. That's that's all my <laughs> that's all my realm. <laughs> I, uh, or Roy Clark, uh, Roy Clark, he likes to get into the setups too and make uh, last minute changes without no, telling us. Get to Jason. Have break he, bias. Jason knows what he's doing. Get him in there. You're missing an opportunity here. Oh, maybe. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. I respect your opinion, Wilco. Maybe I'll give him a go. <laughs> well, but that's yeah, the first problem respecting my opinion. Cool. Anyway. Yeah. Nonetheless, um, yeah, the final stint, we we're trying to work out when we we're going to do the final pit stop uh, as I was spotting these guys. And um, we worked out that. Uh, it was about 23, 23 laps on a tank of fuel to get to yeah. the end. And we wanted to get Sherva in the car. Jason was driving it. We wanted to get Sherva in the car to get his final, final stint in. And we worked out, okay, we can get 23 laps in. So I go, cool. 161 minus uh, 23 laps. All right, you're pitting on lap 138. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Again, Unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, we did question whether or not we were allowed to pit on lap 138, but uh, yeah. apparently we were okay to do that. You're allowed to. Okay, cool. <laughs> anyway, we've taken up way too much of your time. I told these guys it's going to be a quick episode tonight, and it hasn't been. Um, I apologize. <laughs> but thank you so much, Jesse, for joining us tonight. Congratulations on being the Formula Skip Barber champion. Uh, unfortunately, you didn't want you aren't the Max Bantz champion, but good luck on the weekend getting into Bathurst. Hope you do the race, the only Bathurst 1000 there'll be this year, I can guarantee you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. Appreciate all the support as well. Thanks, guys. No problems at all, mate. You have a good one. See ya. Cheers, bye. Thank you for that, James. No mention of his partner winning the team's championship there. That was really good, eh? I'm sure, he, I'm sure you did well, Braden. I'm sure you're all good. Um, thank you, James, for being such a legend and joining us for the podcast. We have now got another little special uh, interview for you. So... Uh, we've got a bit of a special charity theme to this week. Uh, we got Chasty on the on the podcast. That's a bit of charity. So we've also got 
uh, Ken Pryor. We recall, met up with him just before the podcast tonight and talked about his uh, charity he ran, or charity event he fundraiser he ran over the weekend and still running at the moment for Are You OK Day, which is a very special cause for, for ourselves. Braden, are you OK, mate? Well, I wasn't on Saturday night, but and I'm, people I'm getting reached there. out to you, didn't they? They did. I thank you for Leon for checking on in on me. I was very rude to him, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, still still recovering. <laughs> yeah, and Mikella, are you okay? Yeah, mate. I'm not enjoying an extra four weeks of lockdown that got announced today, just quietly. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's that's the state of things at the moment. But uh, beyond that, mate, I had a bit of time off work, so I'm okay. What about you, mate? Are you okay? I'm definitely not okay, but I'm getting there. I'm doing my best. So, um, yeah, things are things are interesting at the moment. But anyway, we will move on from that. Um, but, yeah, look, Are You Okay Day is a very special call, especially with everything that's going on at the moment, lockdowns around the country, all kinds of stuff going on, Port, Port Power losing finals, all that kind of stuff is... Um, it's really, really hard on people. They don't take it too well sometimes, and it's definitely really good. And it's one of those things I did a post here that during the week on, on our Facebook page. Um, it is just by asking that question can change a person's life. So definitely, if you know anyone that you haven't talked to in a while and you are worried about them, just ask them if they're okay. But here's Ken Pryor telling us how he raised so much money for such a good cause. So take it away, Ken. And welcome, Ken, to the podcast. How are you, mate? Good, man. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, pretty stoked Any to be on time, the famous mate. podcast. <laughs> famous podcast, whatever. We had randomly had someone in the Discord before saying thank you for making it. I'm like, uh, cool. Actually, people listen to it still. Excellent. What up? Yeah, it was super depressing, man. I went through your whole back catalogue and then you stopped the Sunday interviews and I was yeah. just like, damn it. We got, um, we've got some in the yeah, works. Yeah, but... The two and a half, three, four, five hour weekly ones on a Wednesday are pretty sweet still though. <laughs> yeah, they are getting a bit long. Everyone's like, oh, we're going to do a quick record tonight. It's going to not, not much to talk about. And I said, I've already recorded half an hour's worth of stuff and we've got another half hour to come before we even get into the podcast. So good luck. Honestly, I, re- I reckon they could go for 10 hours and we'd all still listen, man. Oh, cool. I'll, I'll let Ira know that. We'll get Ira on. <clears throat> They'll make him go forever. Don't worry. Anyway, we've got you on to talk about something very special and close to our hearts. Um, you ran a special fundraiser over the weekend or still going at the moment for Are You OK Day. Uh, how did it go? Really good. Um, so we've got our little, well, me and Reese run a low-key raffle page. <laughs> I don't know anything about um, raffle page. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't, don't <laughs> raffle page. Um, so that's we've rule. got a nice, a wicked little sim racing community on there. There's lots of like pretty well-known people, lots of new people that are still running the Logitech gear and want to try and upgrade. Um, and basically, yeah, we just thought, why not use it for good? So we, um, we've done charity draws and like things like that the whole time the page has been in existence. But um, this one we thought, yeah, pretty, pretty special with Are You OK Day coming up. So we smashed it and spoke to all of the businesses that get involved with the products that we run. And, um, yeah, they all jumped on board. So it was pretty wicked, eh? Yeah, so who who was who were these uh, businesses that jumped on board? Let's shout them out from the start and say a big thank all you right. to them. Let me just open Facebook here so I don't stuff this up. Um, That's okay. We stuff everything up. Go for it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, 
we hit up pretty much most of the people that supply stuff. Um, so we got Racecraft. We, John John jumped on board without hesitation and um, said, let's do a rig. So we ran. It's actually being drawn as we speak, I believe. So I'm hoping I see a, my name <laughs> pop up in the tag here. But um, John actually said, let's run a rig. So he knocked up a special blue rig. Wow. Um, after your Madison Down interview podcast i was like yep. yeah wicked so i hit madison up yep. <laughs> and i said right man we're doing this are you keen he said hell yeah so yep. um he said let me talk to vrs so he put up a one hour coaching session through vrs um which was pretty sweet uh george at simcore chucked in a button module for a wheel um so that's like you could choose either the SimiCube wireless or the wide one if you're running like phonetic or something like that <clears throat> um nathan at srt put up a button box um simon at jinx chucked in some merch uh the boys at sim rigs came on board they got back to me this morning so they've put up a sr titan evo pedal set um like a new release thing it's not even out yet so that's a pre-order oh, and then i happened to see that daniel ricardo had some limited edition mini helmets going there <laughs> so i bought a handful of those and um yeah donated them myself so we ran off one of them i've kept one for myself after his big win but <laughs> yeah so true. we ran off one of them well done so yeah. overall I'd, i'm forgetting how much did you end up raising so far uh by the time oh well, yeah and we got the max verstappen fully autographed yes. mini helmet as well um so yeah once that goes off i still i think there's still like about 10 or 15 spots there so once that goes off and all the money comes in from the existing ones we should have around about four thousand six hundred four thousand seven hundred as a wow. donation and Very then some done. of the, the legend members on the page also made donations on top of that. So I think we, we nailed it in around four eight, four seven total. That that is amazing work. Very That's well done. Pretty cool, eh? What um made you pick Are You Okay Day? Uh recently so I work for the government pretty much um in the water industry and they put a whole bunch of us at work through mental health accreditation training. Um, so yeah, I did all that and then went, man, this is pretty sweet. And the are you okay day thing came up and yeah, we jumped on board because like personally myself, I've had way, way too many of my mates choose to go down the suicide route and stuff like that. Yeah. Just that simple conversation could actually change that outcome. So yeah. As soon as I mentioned it to Reese, the other admin, he was like, yeah, man, let's do this. So we did. And the response from the page was epic as well. So, Yeah, no, thank you to all those awesome people who donated to such a good cause. Uh, definitely something we, we push around here a lot um, as much as we can. So any other plans? What do you got some big, big things planned for raffles? In, or Sorry, not raffles, for, for, <laughs> for grabs in the future? Oh, no, nah, we just take it as it comes, eh? Um, yeah. I don't know. The the merchandise stuff seems to be pretty sweet. So we might have yep. a look at doing a little bit more of that. But the whole intention was just to get, like, the more high-end sort of gear out to people that probably couldn't afford to buy it. So, like, you spend 20 bucks and you could score two grand, you know? So yep. that what, was the thought process. 
what kind of feedback do you get from people like Braden who just ro- randomly rocks up and gets a new set of wheels? Like, do you get personal <laughs> messages all the time just going, thank you so much, you're an absolute angel or what? Yes. <laughs> um, but also at the same time, I put stuff up and then Braden, I messaged Braden to say, Oi, there's a set of pedals up if you're keen. And he goes, oh, I've already spoken to John. I actually am going to buy them. And then 10 seconds later, John messages me, I'm selling them, man. I'm like, oh, far out. Yeah, that was bad timing. I sent him a message <laughs> yeah, saying, Oh, man, if I knew you had uh, been raffling it, or if I knew you had stuff that you're going to be selling, I would have bought them from you. And then he's like, Well, let me talk to, <laughs> let me talk to Kenny. We'll see how we go. Yeah. Um, Pete's got uh, John to thank for that because now he just can't get anywhere close. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm out of it. I'm gone. It's all good. Uh, it's hey, really good still, work. What's that? You're still getting regular mentions, though, in all of the, like, you know, reviews of the racing and stuff. Yeah. Like, okay. You're still up there, man. Celebrity. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's all I can do, mate. That's all I've aimed for. My little corner of the globe. Anyway, what what got you into the, the let's say, the raffle page uh, in the first place? Uh, I think I stumbled upon it. Um, yeah. Just, I don't even know how I found it. But, um, yeah, I found it probably on, like, its second day of existence. Um, it was probably right about when COVID kicked off, pretty much. Um, and then, yeah. I won a little bit and eventually got told to stop winning <laughs> and um, brought on board as admin to stop that from happening. And then, yeah, Scott, who was the original admin, um, decided to move away for work and stuff like that and sort of left it in my hands. And then, yeah, now I've brought Reese on. And, yeah, it's chugging along nicely. Okay. Do we want to plug it? Well, you'll find it. Find it. That's it. <laughs> Just follow um, the rules, yeah. people. Follow yeah, the rules. it's there. You'll find it if you look for it. <laughs> yeah, don't don't make Ken give out nasty messages to people. Okay, <laughs> posts about yeah. the wrong yep. thing. Just, that's re- all you got to do. I do remember a few uh, long posts about PayPal and having PayPal's uh, <laughs> blocked oh, and man. locked down, and it's not great. I, I triple check every I went time I do it. Three. Now. Yeah, <laughs> my personal one got blocked. Um, I made a second one that got blocked and then I borrowed my missus's one and that got blocked. <laughs> <laughs> so permanent blockages around here, eh? Um, so yeah, if you, if your missus ridiculous. starts spending too much, you just go, can I borrow your PayPal for a second? We're going to use oh, it for the raffle page just for one more time. That's pretty much how it went down, eh? Don't you oh. get it blocked and then bam, it happened. But, <laughs> oh, well. but yeah, we've, we've got a pretty good system now that seems to work. And I mean, in general, no one really seems to complain. There's a good set of rules behind it. And, yep. you know, most people, like lately, we're getting lots of newbies, first time winners. So it's pretty good. That's it. I will get there one day. I will get a win. I will get a win. I promise. Um, <laughs> one day. <laughs> one day. Well, thank you so much, Ken. And thank you for being such a legend and actually raising so much money for such a good cause. Hopefully, we'll nice. get you on again sometime in the future. Um, yep. we'll do a proper re- interview with a whole heap of people soon. We'll get you those, those listenings back for you soon. And we might even get a chance to pull you aside at one stage. So thank you yeah, so much no for worries. your time. Thank you for being a legend and we'll talk to you again soon. Nah, thanks for having me. Cheers. And thanks for that, Ken. What do you guys think? Almost 5k, probably 5k by the time I reckon it adds it all up for, are you okay? They're pretty big effort. It's excellent. I, um, yeah, it's good to see so many companies getting on board and, 
happy to help out a, a really good cause. And yeah, if you haven't jumped over on the uh, the Facebook page and had some fun in the raffles and tried to win yourself something, it's uh, never been a better time to do so because you're also helping out a good cause. So nice to see. Yeah, definitely. Go check it out. Um, so we're going to go into the second uh, charity event for this week. Uh, it is coming up this Sunday. Uh, 10 a.m. on Into Sim Esports Network uh, will be broadcasting. It's the race for Jake. Uh, we did mention it last week as a bit of a news article. There is a few spots left when we talked to these guys on the weekend. So we talked to Michael Shorey and uh, Darren, uh, who is, or Darren is the person who, um, well, Jake is his son. I don't know how else to say it. Jake is the, is the person who passed away. So that we're raising uh, awareness of Red Kite Foundation and trying to raise money for them because they really did help out Darren a lot in uh, his time of need. So ensure it's a full throttle racing league who's putting on the racing event and they've raised a chunk of money so far. But if you want to go check that out, we've got all the um, information during this pot, uh, during this interview. So take it away, Michael and Darren. And welcome Shuri and Darren to the podcast. How are you going, guys? Not too bad, mate. How yourself? Oh, yeah, just a few reactions from the COVID second jab, but otherwise not too bad. Now, explain to us who you are, Shuri. Right, yeah, I've been uh, um, racing for quite a while. I um, Back from 2014, I think it was, uh, I moved over to Bali for a few years and come back and uh, started um, uh, doing leagues and uh, under the full throttle sim racing leagues and uh we built up a pretty good community there of over 200 people and uh we do four races a week sort of thing and uh yeah it's um uh that's sort of uh where we got to at the moment and yeah and thanks for joining us today darren explain to our audience who you are uh yeah a long time sim racer been on our racing for 10 or so years uh mainly Enjoy the oval side a lot of experience on the oval side of things. I've tried my hand at the V8s and yeah, I struggle with those and sort of bringing up the rear of the pack a lot of the time. But um, yeah, just loving the oval racing at the moment. We've got you both on today to talk about a special race that you've got coming up that uh, needs a little bit of a promotion uh, for a very good cause. Shuri, do you want to explain to the audience what you've got coming up this weekend? Right, so yeah, um, so what happened was I was uh, watching a broadcast that Darren was in and he ended up winning that race. Um, and uh, when he was interviewed by the uh, commentary team afterwards, he um, sort of uh, um, shared a, about his, I'll let him explain about his story, but yeah, and then uh, sort of uh, touched me a little bit. And then I sort of thought, well, after that, I sort of said, I'll get some of the boys together that race in the full throttle leagues and uh, we've sort of um, put together a uh, charity slash memorial race for his son um, Jake uh, called uh, Race with Jake which be held on the um, Sunday the 19th of September at uh, 10 o'clock. Uh, we'll be broadcast on uh, InterSim uh, Esports Network and um, we've uh, got a we should have anywhere around about 30 to 40 drivers. Um, at the moment, we sort of raised just, we just uh, went over the three grand that we've raised so far for Red Kite. Um, um, I'll let Darren explain about Red Kite. He knows a little bit more than better than, than I do. And um, while the guys are pulled together with some help from uh, Brett 
uh, Campbell and um, Andy Barber have been really good behind the scenes as well. And uh, um, all things ready to go for uh, next Sunday. Okay, Darren, I'll let you go into this as deep as you want to go into this, but explain to the audience what sort of happened to get us to this point. Um, well, yeah, I'm not one to really share about my personal life across iRacing, but the um, the night Shory was talking about, it's uh, a year-long series uh, with the Weekend Warriors in the NASCAR, and I've been leading the championship for a long time in the... Uh, in this year's series and I'd yet to win a race. And this was the first sad day after Jake had passed away and it was one hell of a race. And I actually pulled off the first win of the season and I teared up straight away. I was choking up. I was emotional and um, had to be pulled up for the uh, interview. And I just sort of had to ask them to give me a second because of, and I explained why and, um, yeah, it's just amazing the way the community has rallied behind me in the cause for Red Kite. Um, they were one of the biggest help with us as a family. They help with bills, uh, just a lot of the financial stuff while you're going through the battle and the struggle of leukemia. So when Shuri said he was willing to put on an event and asked what charity I could think of to do it for, I first instinct was red kite um it had to be them so red kite were a large help uh, over that time explain to us what red kite does in general uh everything from coles vouchers for food coles vouchers for petrol um uh, grants to help with schooling like i think it, they helped with a thousand dollars for a laptop for when jake was going to be going back to school and uh, help paying off bills just like I said a lot of the financial stuff they're, they're there and I don't think they actually get any government granting at all so it's all whatever people can donate is what they're using to to help families and if the money we raise can go to help another family that's going through the struggle as well that's yeah it's a great feeling that's great stuff. I've heard Red Kite before, but it's really good to hear firsthand exactly what they can do to help people out in these type of situations. Now, you just won your first race. How's the season been going since? Um, we had a race last night. I have extended my championship lead out to 100 and, nearly 150 points with about five or six rounds to go. So, yeah, uh, hopefully I've got the championship wrapped up. i just got to keep it clean and finish races. I think he's been a bit modest. I think he's got it in the bag, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. A touching story like that would make anyone type of jump in, but thank you for jumping in and already raising $3,000 for such a worthy cause. Now, if there's people out there listening to this and they want to help out, uh, where should they go to help out with such a great cause? Um, they can. If they go to the Red Kite website... Um, let me just, um, uh, it's uh, redkite.org.au. Um, and if they go to the, um, uh, in the top menu there, if they go to the community news and events tab, they'll see uh, a drop down there that says race for Jake. If they go there, um, there'll be a button there that will say uh, donate and they can donate um um, some money there to help out Red Kite and uh, also they can um, watch the race on uh, Sunday um, 10 o'clock Eastern I think it will get kicked off around that time um, 
and um, you know on the um, InterSim uh, esports network, and uh, we sort of having like a um, like the guys would be pushing to sort of donate live and giving live updates on uh, the tally and all that sort of stuff um, uh, on the day, which would be really good. Is it one of those things where you had a target and you've blown past it now? Oh, well, I was like, I was, when I first saw this, I said, okay, we'll have like a $20 entry donation limit. Um, so if you've got 40 drivers, that's about 800 bucks. And I thought, oh, maybe we might get, you know, up to about, you know, $1,500 raised, but yeah, we've actually doubled that or what I expected. Um, yeah. And I'm, I still, there's a lot more guys to still register and I think it's going to go a lot higher than that. So, uh, that's really good for, uh, for Red Kite and, uh, we're more than happy to sort of uh, keep behind them and, uh, try and raise a bit of money for them. So a little bit of background on the race. You're racing at Daytona, right? Yes. Yep. Racing. And what cars are you racing? We're racing the new, uh, next gen cars. Um, so, uh, uh, it's going to be a sunset race, so there's, I think there's going to be a lot of um, people from the Red Kite community watching as well, so um, we really wanted to showcase iRacing as well, so it's going to be like a sunset race, so they get to see what it's like racing, um, you know, like late afternoon and night, um, uh, 80 laps, um, and uh, yeah, um, the next gen cars, and uh, a lot of guys have actually, uh, like Andy Barber's done a... Um, done Darren's paint and uh, he's done a few more other guys paints so we all done not all most of us have done our paints up for our cars and um yeah we showcased uh um on Sunday the 19th at 10 o'clock and did there spots available for people who still want to enter is there is uh yeah yeah there is a few spots um if uh um they want to uh I think the best way to get in touch with me if they're not on our discord is to uh Go to uh, Facebook, uh, Shorey Racing, and then um, send me a message. And uh, if we can squeeze any more people in, it'll be great. Um, but if uh, you can't join the race, uh, please jump on the Red Kites website and uh, donate. Cause it's definitely going to a great cause. And Darren, is there any final words you want to put forward or anything like that? Uh, I'd just like to, once again, thank everyone that's um, joined up for the race, donated, and Shorey for all the effort he's put in behind the scenes. It's um, been a quick and... Uh, enjoyable process to try and help with the grieving of the lost son all our hearts go out to you mate it's such a tragic story uh, but this is sort of the bright side you're seeing of it now where people are getting together and doing what they can to raise a hand for people in need and then obviously pushing that forward to other people that are in need down the track by donating to people like red kite good luck with everything on the weekend guys i hope to catch up with you in the next week to find out how the race actually went along and how much you actually finally raised uh, good luck with everyone. If you're listening to the show and you want to donate, the, the link will be in the show notes or it'll be on our Facebook page. So go check that out. Definitely get in contact with Shore if you do want to race. That's 10 a.m. on Sunday, 19th of September. And thank you guys. Have a really good race on the weekend. Good luck and we'll hope we talk to you soon. Bye. Not a problem. Thank you for having us on. Yep, thank you. Thanks for that, guys. It's really good cause. And yeah, look, hearts out to, to you, Darren. And I hope um, everything goes well in the future. And, and Look, thank you, Shuri, for for doing such a good effort and raising so much money. Uh, so next-gen racing cars around Daytona, 40 laps this Sunday, 10 a.m. Go check it out. It's going to be awesome. Uh, cannot wait. Now, Brayden, you got to take away this one because just before we jumped on or late yesterday afternoon, I can't remember what it was, um, we, we got this announcement of a whole new company entering the sim space 
uh, racing arena for making peripherals and stuff like that. So uh, Will Ford got an interview with with the gentleman creating the thing, but you've seen it. Tell us, take takes away what what's happening. Yeah, so anyone who's follows uh, Will Ford, which is um, Boosted Media on YouTube, uh, would have seen that he posted up a video, basically doing a bit of an interview with someone from a company called Assetek Sim Sports, who, uh, in a sense, a new a new company, but certainly not a new company uh, in general. They've been around uh, for a long time. Um, and basically made their name with uh, some very different kind of cooling uh, that was used back in the day. Um, and it was basically a pretty niche product um, and eventually developed into a pretty big, uh, basically liquid cooling products company um, and have sort of been building from there. Uh, they've got a pretty big backing. One of the things that Will was sort of saying is, you know, if they do manage to get themselves up and running into what they say they want to be, that they'll probably have the manufacturing power and and uh, that of, you know, the likes of Thrustmaster and uh, Fanatec and that kind of thing. Um, and basically he was on there to sort of talk about their vision, show off the, you know, their first sort of prototype of the pedals they're working on. Uh, which, by the way, looked really, really nice. Uh, they were a really great looking set of pedals. Um, but their aspirations didn't really, I suppose, stop at sim, uh, sim racing. And that's why they've named the this sort of branch of their company as Assetek Sim Sports, because they sort of see sim um, sports in general as being a pretty big market that's going to open up and continue to open up even more, You know, whether it's sim golf or sim racing or in any other kind of uh, simulator that you can um, sort of think of, flight simulators, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and basically that their, their sort of aim is to make really good high quality gear accessible to, you know, people not having to spend as much money as, as they possibly do elsewhere. Um, so the first sort of product that they had were um, these new pedals that they're looking at um, releasing um, came with, uh, you know, you can have a three pedal set or a two pedal set. Um, they look really, really nice. Um, and basically the idea was they want them to feel like uh, you have in your race car. Uh, the interview had a nice, I think it was an Audi, like an Audi GT3 car in the background that they, they run um, and, and race. So they definitely have a racing background as well. The, the gentleman who uh, is the owner of the company or at least was the person taking the interview had a pretty big back, uh, motorsport background. Um, and it's just really good to see, I suppose, a new competitor trying to enter the market because competition just drives innovation and, and hopefully drives prices down as well. Uh, one of the things that I found really interesting was he said that he, they have actually reached out to a lot of other companies and basically have purchased some um, intellectual property from them. So they're not starting from scratch. And so they reached out and uh, bought some IP from um Simicube uh, for their uh, software and they're basing their software around around that and then building on um hopefully and improving on what Simicube already have so it's not like they're trying to start from the start they're identifying that hey there's some people out there already doing some good things how can we make these good things even better um yeah. one thing i really liked about uh the pedals were he he was basically saying how you know it's really great to have all this hydraulic um pedals and hydraulic pressure and stuff like that but at the end of the day like it's not actually needed like it's really cool and fancy to say that you have hydraulic fluid running through your brake pedal but 
the reason they used that kind of fluid in a car is because of the heat and the need for the um, fluid to be able to withstand that heat. And you just don't need that on your sim rig. So they've basically specially designed um, their brake pedal to still give you that complete rigidity and, and muscle memory um, building pressure, that, but without the need for using, you know, highly carcinogenic <laughs> um, uh, liquids that you have in your hydraulic brake pedals, uh, you know, sitting on your floor that your kid could come by and, you know, get their hands on or your cat or your dog or whatever, you know, they're basically using, I think they, he said effectively vegetable oil or something uh, that can, can basically make the same pressure. So they're definitely looking at it from a, what do we actually need? Like what's just, Hey, look at me. I've got this thing that's also in a race car and what's actually used and, and needed so i definitely like the direction that they're going and i'm really excited to see sort of what else they bring to the the sim space they're going to start off with pedals and oh, the other big thing that they they really want to do is they said that you know there's nowhere you can go and say i want to buy this rig that has everything already you know when you purchase something for sim racing you've got you know fanatec this and then you've got a logitech thing here and then you've got a the rig from somewhere else and then they they don't sell the seats so you've got to buy a an actual racing seat that isn't that comfortable because it's built for a proper race car and and is you know meant to withstand all these g-forces and things that you just don't need in a sim rig um, then you've got different screens and, and it's just basically saying you know there's nowhere that you can go and just purchase a turnkey rig that's all in the same ecosystem um, and really easy to use so their idea is eventually to be able to develop something like that and then be able to distribute it to uh, on sellers, but then they can still look after you with the aftermarket customer service and, and um, that rather than, you know, when something goes wrong, you reach out to a company who doesn't really have a relationship with the th people they're um, selling for. And then it's really hard to get customer service. So yeah, some really interesting ideas, whether they all come to fruition and whether it's doable and if they can really tackle some of the big dogs that are in the sim space is um, yet to be seen. But like I said, it's always nice to have new uh, companies coming on board. And I guess it shows that people still think that there's a big future in sim racing and it's going to be here to stay. So yeah, that's the basic gist of the video, but I would suggest going and checking it out. I'm sure that um, Will does a much better job of the interview than I did of summarizing <laughs> it. So uh, check it out on his channel. Definitely go check out Boosted Media anyway because there's some really, really good informative stuff on there. I'm sure you've watched a few of his videos, Alex. Yeah, mate, not the least of which was um, I was doing my research on during COVID times when I was waiting for PC gear. I went down the, the water cooling rabbit hole from a new computer. and uh, <laughs> He had a video on there on how he did his and that was one of the the 100 or so that I watched. So, yeah, he's, he's done a lot of things over there, hasn't he? We do have to get him on the podcast. If anyone knows him personally, please let us know. And and Emery, get me get me an interview with Will Ford. I want it, I need it to happen. Um, yeah, cool. The, what do you think, Alex? Obviously, I guess the, the obvious thing is more people in the market making more things, as Braden said, more innovation, more more price drops. Yeah, by the sounds of it, pretty uh, pretty lofty goals too. If you think about a turnkey yeah. solution and all the elements of that. Um, the engineering, the you know, great that they got the boost up with getting IP. Starting from not starting from scratch is a big deal, particularly if it's yeah. not necessarily your area of expertise. Um, have they got the 
you know, the production line and the production capacity to make stuff in scale? Did they potentially miss a boat with COVID having already sort of peaked in terms of, I mean, you look at some of the stats of usage of iRacing at the moment, it really yeah. peaked last year. Is that an opportunity missed, you know, and what will the, you know, will there be enough of those people willing to take that early backer approach to yeah. make them float long enough to reach some of those long-term goals. Really interesting to, to see because heaven knows the, you know, we talk about sim racing being the the cheapest form of motorsport. Well, it still ain't that cheap, right? So, yeah, um, yeah interesting to see where it goes. But as you say, great to see someone willing to take that risk and get amongst it. And smart to yeah, I guess what, start out yeah. by, before you even really released anything, reaching out to those content creators and things like that and starting yeah. to get your name out and, having uh, people in the back of your mind and building that trust within a pretty niche community still um, early yeah. is, is pretty good marketing as well. Yeah. Well, you look at the likes, so there's a couple of streamers that most people are probably aware of, Tyson Meyer and Matt Malone over in the States who have currently got some sort of deal with Thrustmaster the where they're showcasing entry-level wheels uh, for you know a couple of months or whatever. And you know, as you say, approaching that sort of people who have a captive audience um, yep. who are, are queuing up and they will take the words of those people. So if you build some stuff um, and put it in front of those kind of people, that's your gateway in, right? Because, And I've watched a little bit of both those guys with those wheels and they're pretty candid with it, right? They say, these are the good bits, these are the bits that I don't yeah. like. And if you've got someone like a Thrustmaster with that big name coming in and willing to accept that sort of... Yep you know candid review uh that's the sort of stuff that people buy into so you know yeah good approach yeah yeah definitely not people who just sit there and praise it for no reason yeah but i guess back to the covid wave too i guess what they're seeing especially when they talk about sim sports they're not worried about the covid wave they're worried they're looking at this sim wave that's starting to be a trend where you know esports is a thing and we've seen it in my time how much it's jumped up with Rainbow Six and Apex and and all these League of Legends, and, mate. <laughs> yeah, massive. so it's there's massive money. There's all kinds of stuff in it, and we just just the start. We're just seeing the start of things like the E Series in Australia, with the NASCAR Coca Cola Series, which you know runs alongside. You know, all these these big massive money things are only going to get bigger and bigger. So that's the wave they're looking at the 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 future of that. So. Um, yeah, yeah look, mate, it just means in the E-Series, you know, I watched a bit of that this week. And if, if I'm a casual observer or, or you know, I'm into sim stuff or games or whatever it is, yeah. I look at the standard of driving between the the pros versus the real-life drivers. Yeah. And I'm thinking, <laughs> well, you know, I could do that. I could drive that well. I could drive better than those pro guys who... Yeah, exactly. Half the time just look at they're having a laugh, to be honest. <laughs> And they probably just are, but yeah, they're exactly. seeing both sides of it. The people who can just have a laugh at it, and then the the, the serious people, if they want to put some effort in, yeah. And you know, it's it's only gonna the more people that get into it, more you know, especially once people start getting disposable income. You know, these kids that are growing up with it, there's all kinds of things that are going to push this forward. So it's definitely a good time to be getting into it. I think, uh, especially you got that we've mentioned it before, a multiple interview podcast, Gran Turismo. You know, it's it's the thing that is so much bigger when you talk to people about getting people a gateway drug into iRacing. <laughs> it, we got Gran Turismo 6 was a bit of a bust. Gran Turismo 7 comes out in March next year. It's going to be on PS4 and PS5. That's over 100 million consoles. It's mm. the, 
the biggest gateway drug you're going to get for mm. iRacing. So, you know, it's it's something to to look forward to the future of iRacing right now. So, or racing sims in general. To be a set of courses doing a big push at the moment, um, all that kind of stuff. So I, everyone can see it happening, yeah. and everyone's trying to get in line. For I it. even saw um, Logitech have teamed up with a fair few people that are not even necessarily in the sim uh sim mm. space and have been doing um a push because a couple of streamers that have nothing to do with racing in general uh one of them being from that group of uh people in the uk the sidemen had uh i saw on the iRacing page you know and they've got you know fifty thousand people watching their streams at times and all of a sudden they're doing test drives in iRacing because logitech have sent them a wheel to to have a go at and yeah. um you know, that's a lot of eyes on sim racing when you've got streamers that have, you know, 30,000, 40,000 people watching them having a crack at iRacing. That's that's big Mate, there, there was a talk for a while, Dr. Disrespect was going to come across for a little while. That, <laughs> mate, imagine that. <laughs> really massive. Nothing came of it, of course, but it was interesting to yeah. think about. Yeah, well, mate, mate of mine, he's a Twitch partner, been Twitch partner for years since back when there was only a handful of Twitch partners out there. And like he does uh, uh, Gran Turismo Five online RP streams, and that's what he does. He was he's massive at it, full time job basically. And then he he reached out to me. He goes, "Oh, Logitech just sent me the new steering wheel just to let me to you know promote it on on my stream. What do I do with it?" I went, "Well, unless you're an iRacing account, you can't." He goes, "Oh, we should race." I said, "Well, unless you're an iRacing account, we can't race." <laughs> he goes, "Oh, what's iRacing?" And oh, there you go. <laughs> So that's the people they're sending it out to. But yeah, as you said, eyes on it and people, you know, only got to get one person, two people to convert every time they do that. And it's, just Mate, it's amazing. They talk about influencers. It's amazing. I remember I used to do some streaming just of my own stuff. And just the, the simplest thing, I, I, I switched to driving Euro Truck Simulator for about a week before I lost interest yeah. in it. And and I might have had 20 viewers a stream or whatever it was when I was doing, doing the iRacing stuff quarter of them came straight across to Euro Truck and were driving yeah. alongside me, you know? Like, it's really well, you, interesting. You went in the disc, or you might have been in the Discord when Call of, um, Hunter Call of the Wild. Yes, yeah. I saw you guys do it all that. Flooded the place. Yeah, like, that's exactly. That's all we did for, that's all we ate and breathed for ages. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it doesn't it. take much. No. Um, let's finish there. Let's go into the news and results. Because I'm oh, sorry, the results part of the podcast. I'm, I'm having a shock at that. I woke up, my voice, you could not hear it. It's starting to go again now. So... Yeah, it's going to be fun. But anyway, CD Syntography, Clayton Davies stuff, go check him out. Go get him to do some work for you. He's a legend. Uh, Brewster Coffee, go check them out. Go rate your coffees. Send us in your reviews. I want to find out the best coffee places around the place. None of us drink coffee, but we want to find out. We want to just see what's out there. Like, uh, Help out Ashley. Grow his website. He's a legend. Um, let's go into uh, the racing results. Now, I was supposed to get Jake Kennedy on tonight to talk about this weekend's Bathurst with scops the bathurst 1000 but things just didn't line up so check out this weekend so much coverage coming up friday saturday and sunday of content don't miss the the qualifying the shootout please it's going to be really especially good especially seeing as it um, might be the only uh televised bathurst you get to see yeah so no it's gonna be really good looking forward to that um if I could sneak myself onto the broadcast somehow, I will. Jay, get me on there somehow. It would be good. Um, but, yeah, no, it's going to be really good. To, hopefully there's no 38 gate this week, uh, this race. Uh, hopefully <laughs> we just get a nice, smooth race with nothing that goes wrong, uh, no, no controversy. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, no results for uh, Formula Vs, obviously, because it's the week off and it's now probably the season off. 
is, is that is official now, isn't it? Well, I had a look just before and there was no practice sessions up still for the Vs and I haven't seen a list anywhere. And as we can talk about in a second, the list on the skip side of things has grown immensely. So I, I haven't heard an official word, but it's certainly looking like it, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, it is a big shame. But yeah, shout out to Ira for doing so much work for that. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, so as far as the E-Series gone, Braden, did you catch up on any of the E-Series? Unfortunately, this week I didn't. I was saying to Alex before the podcast, or it might have even been at the start of the podcast, I don't even remember anymore, but uh, I basically stayed away <laughs> from sim racing as much as I possibly could over the week off. I, I felt like I needed a bit of a refresher. Um, yep. Just put in a fair bit of work the last couple of seasons and needed needed to give myself a bit of a break. So I actually didn't even watch it, uh, believe it or not. That's nah, all good. Michaela, Alex, you got to see a bit of it. What happened in it? Yeah, look, I watched a bit of it. Uh, and as I was just saying before, I was very, very impressed with the stand of the driving in the, the sim racing side of things. Uh, they're at Road America. Um, great fun track. I don't know, we're going this season in official and in Aussie car. Uh, yep. And just the standard and the tightness. Um, the driving standard in particular was exceptional. Like I, I caught myself in my seat a few times just sort of sitting back and breathing in deeply at the closeness of it, mm. um, you know, and really impressed particularly with the front end of the field, which is obviously where the action was. And, you know, I even caught myself with a couple of names in there like um, – Cooper Webster and, and Josh Anderson thing. Oh, I've raced them at, at the mountain <laughs> skips, right? And um, and I can tell you, uh, from having sat behind Cooper Webster coming down the mountain in a skip, just blew me away, you know, uh, at how good he was through there. And it's uh, and it was, yeah. you know, to see him again up the pointy end in that series was brilliant. And then, you know, I remember Josh Anderson, you know, and we've seen him in Aussie cars in real life and all the rest of it. But that kid would be driving the mountain in a skip and I don't know if he didn't have a microphone or whatever it was, but he'd be typing text, like, and not just two-word answers. I'm talking, like, full sentences as he's going down the mountain. Like, it was unbelievable. So, but again, you know, watching watching um, them race was really quite impressive. And it's I, I stink at anything with a roof on it. Um, but, it, you know, it, did, it sort of gave me an itch that I almost need to scratch and hop in a V8 at some point. You know, I was thinking yeah. about talking to AJ and saying, oh, maybe we should give this a crack. But then, you know, I watched at the Oval as well, the um, uh, the real-life drivers run around, and, and no disrespect to them, they I think they're just having a bit of lighthearted fun for the most part. They were yeah. racing the next-gen cars and, uh, geez, there were some big accidents though. <laughs> and, um, um, you know, but... Yeah, again, I think if nothing else, if those names bring in and uh, and bring eyes onto the standard of racing in the in the in the sim racing portion of the night, then I'm all for it because it was brilliant to watch. Yeah, they certainly sucked so me in if, last year, and that's why I'm here now. So yeah, that's it. Damn it! So the official result in the uh, pro drivers was Dane Warren again, three from uh, three, right? Yeah. Yeah, three from three, pretty much going close to we'll wrap up the season again, be back-to-back champion at this stage. Uh, Jake Burton second, Jared Philsell third, Susan Harlow fourth, Brady Myers fifth, and Cooper Webster sixth, Gilliam seventh, Caruso eighth, Purdy ninth, and Ethan Warren, brother of Dane, coming out tenth. Do we call him the other Warren? Is that (laughs) how we're going now? Um, But yeah, it's well done. Uh, Shame, obviously... 
uh, Madison, fair way down the pack there, uh, unfortunately. Uh, and Emily Jones as well, not having the best of seasons so far. And six out of the um, top seven, um, Holden's again, just for you, Wilco. Yeah, it's just a badge. You know, this game doesn't mean nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brody Kaseki took out the All-Stars ahead of James Goulding, Todd Hazelwood, uh, and it's got Jade Kaseki slash Goddard. I'm assuming it was Jake racing this week, but I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah, so Sam Brabham uh, in fifth, Cam Waters in sixth, Justin Ruger in seventh, Thomas Randall in eighth, uh, Matt McLaren, Matt McLean, sorry, uh, in ninth, and Scotty Pye getting in the top ten there. Um, the big thing about this is obviously it's just the All Stars having a bit of fun, but it, that's a lot of names you're not going to hear in in a, in a supercars broadcast at the top of the table. So it's giving a lot of those. Um, uh, people a little bit more light than they would normally get as well, which is good to see. It's good to see yeah, uh, speak- Scotty Pye get a top 10 as well. If anyone's been in the uh, Apex Hunters United Discord channel over the last couple of rounds, he's been copping it big time for being the netcode king uh, and he's uh, been getting a fair, fair old ribbing from the boys in there. So it's nice to see him have some success out on the track. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, that's it. And briefly, look, the, the broadcast quality is really good as well. Like, it, yeah. it's it's very good to watch. They can do a lot of driver cutouts and, and all the rest of it. So uh, you feel like you, you're not missing much, to be honest, from a real-life day at the track. Yeah, definitely. So uh, as far as Sunday Night Lights, we've got him here. Nothing happened. Week no, nothing happened. <laughs> nah, season 25, I think we're up to coming up next week, starting this Sunday. So looking forward to getting back into it. Bring it on. Uh, Aussie Skip Barber, obviously no Skip Barbers, but we do have a 37 strong field going into next season. Wow. Um, one Russell Clark, the third Esquire, has uh, joined the league finally. There's a bit of <laughs> word going on. What what happened here with the green guys? Do they just decide to put in last moment? Is that what goes on? No, nah, look, they're... I don't know. They just kind of seemed to leave their run pretty late. Ben did the same thing last year, last season, yeah. I should say. He was pretty, he was pretty fifty-fifty last season, I think. Um, but this season seemed a lot more confident. Then I mentioned to him that the rear of the car, after the latest <laughs> patch, was a little bit sketchier, and he was all over it. He said, "Don't no, get me in there." Ben um, Snell's season to lose, everyone. Let's go. I was well, talking to him uh, over on his stream, and he said that he was actually a little bit fifty-fifty at first about coming back this season again. But he said the track list was what tied him. Uh, won him over he's yeah. really keen oh. on the tracks so yeah nice. well the other, and the other bit of inside scoop i can give without giving too much away is there might be a a new third uh Ooh. junior milo team member going for the road to 2k this season so watch oh, that space. Wow, wow there you go look at this um i'm just looking at it now vic Ben Feltson's come back to skip. Yeah, we got Vic excited about this. There's a whole heap uh, coming over from the V's, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Callum Heinrich also, another locked on racers jumping in. The we skips. are going to have it. We, we thought we we're going to have a smaller squad this year, <laughs> this season, but we're, I think we're going to have 13, 14 drivers here at this stage. The way things go. No, we, we're probably going to have eight, eight or nine, I think. So um, we'll see how it goes. But any name, like, are we going to do predictions again? Well,. My prediction went pretty well last year. I, I last season. Yeah. I think I uh, I think I backed Chasty in, and he managed to get the job done. So I can't remember who I backed in to be honest. Oh, you backed in me, but I didn't get there for that. So. <laughs> well, there you go. So I'm going to back in Cam Dance just so I can put the mocker on him. So, <laughs> well, if he's not attending every round, that no, you can't you can't go. Can't, <laughs> can't win. Now nah, look, I'll, I'll go straight up with the with what you talk about with the the rear end of the cars. How how excited he is. Ben Snell is the man to beat. 
right now. There it is. And Snell. Okay. Uh, what can I predict? Um, you know what? If it looks like I'm still driving with Chasty, then and being his missile defense system, then I'm going to go back to back Chasty. <laughs> you know, he he didn't do anything wrong last season. He he had no reason to be doubted coming up to this season. So I'm going to back in Chasty again. Got to go with the team, mate. Okay. What do you reckon, Mikella? Whose whose year is it? Whose season is it? Well, it's a tough one. You know, like I'm thinking uh, the season James had. You know, I, I don't know that his his speed and everything picked up because I think he was he was just always at that standard and he, he had yeah. a really good run. Uh, you know, I always say you make your own luck, but he made his own and and took advantage of it last season. I wonder if he can have that season again, though. Is mm. my question. Um, and as much as Ben enjoy will enjoy the looseness of the skippy uh, after the latest build, I think that could work against him as well. Yeah. Um, He's uh, got to learn to qualify. You've really well, got to get him to stay is on the track. <laughs> especially, especially with 37 cars on track this season. Well, yeah, yeah absolutely. But still, I've seen him start 37th and win and be fifth by the end of the yeah, We've seen yeah. him win. I was there. He beat match. me. Yeah, yeah. I was on the wrong end of that. So thanks for bringing <laughs> me up. That was good. Yeah. Um, uh, look, oh, it's hard to say. Can I say, Braden, you're a dark horse there, mate? If you can oh, get Jesus. some luck going oh, this way. Wow. Oh, I mean, oh, the yeah, speed's yeah. there. Got to win honestly. The race first. Yeah, hard to say. So I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to say Braden for his first maiden champ. <laughs> there you go. He's sucking up to the other host. Well, <laughs> it's all over thing. now. <laughs> okay, so let's go. Let's go a bit more closer to home while we're here. Alex, what do you reckon your season's going to look like? Well, I've just. Or what would I, you want? What would I want? Consistency, consistency. Yeah. Um, I'd like to do a lot better than I did last season in terms of getting results and finishes um you know i was really hot and cold so striving for a bit of consistency uh in the results is probably my main goal and then i figure if after the season i had last certain last time round uh, that i could finish second albeit you know it was a one horse race in the end uh hopefully be up there and, and in with a shot okay Braden, mate, where where do you want to see yourself? Well, I'd definitely like to see myself do better than last season. <laughs> so that would be a starting point. Um, well, that's obvious. All three of us are in that boat, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I said last season uh, the, the goal was to try and finish top three again. I think um, you know it was a bit of a surprise to finish top three in season eight. Um, yep. it, you know, got a little bit of luck towards the end of the season, which helped. Um, so yeah, you know, if I, I guess the goal would be a podium finish at the end. Um, and I'd love to, I'd love to get a race win. (laughs) I I really, I really thought I had it at Nürburgring. I just got a little bit overexcited. So I'd love to try to find one somewhere. You've got it at Lime Rock. You just got to not have your computer turn off. Yeah. Bad memories (laughs) from Lime Rock. I don't even like that track that much. (laughs) Want to be oval. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Um, so look, I I got the road to two K last year after I said that's what I wanted to do, and it was accidental that I got it. <laughs> so now I've literally got nothing but top tens to aim for. But you know, I I want to put in more effort and I want to get top tens. And the field that's there at the moment, it'll be hard work, but that's what I've got to aim for. That's what I've got to do to get better now. So that's I'll I'll say it again. I'll be disappointed if it's not a top ten finish. I. 
at the end of the season. Yeah, so. and I stay on the track. That's yeah, the first thing. That's right. I was going to say it's definitely doable because that sort of six to fifteen. Did you say stay on the track and keep fueling your car? Is that what you said? No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sixth to fifteenth spot is almost determined by who who manages to stay out of the most incidents. You know, the the yeah. top five is generally pretty consistent. Um, over the last few seasons, but that sixth to fifteenth, you can really go from fifteenth to to all the way up to sixth yeah. and in no time just by having a couple of uh, rounds where you stay on the track whilst the others around you falter. So it's definitely possible. Yep, definitely. Okay. So before we go, uh, we, we're moving on now to Anscar. Anscar, just, just between you and me, uh, that's the end of the results section. There's nothing else after that. Um, <laughs> apparently, I raced Anscar last week, and I didn't even bring that up in the in the pre-race thing. Um, we went to, uh, where did we go to? Uh, Bristol, the home of, of short track racing, and um, wasn't on pace, qualified midfield somehow. Um, got a lap down early and then just horrendously made mistakes in the middle of the thing. Um, so I got my uh, 12X come up after causing a caution, spun a car, spun myself, got damaged, went in to serve my stop-go penalty, but decided to, sorry, to my drive-through, but decided to stop, which cancelled the, the penalty, had to go around again. Missed my pit bay because there's two pit entries on Bristol so that was my second lap and then on my third lap to come in I got Jim telling me I've been disqualified <laughs> not coming up with a disqualification flag went into the pits did my drive through and came out and still in the race but at that stage six laps down so that was pretty much the end of my race at Bristol but um run the wrong line I wasn't going in hard enough too scared but yeah heading to um heading to the bigger, better tracks the next couple of weeks, which is good fun. But I was going to say, Carl, you're yeah. going to keep going around in the in, in the ovals, mate? Yeah, I love the ovals. It's it's really Brilliant. good, and I've got a lot of stuff to learn. Um, and But I, as everyone said, we're, we're four races in, and I've just been through the three hardest tracks you're ever going to get in ovals. <laughs> yeah, um, nice. All back to back to back. And, you know, they said if you can get through that, come out the other side, you're fine. Like we've got this one, we've got Talladega, we've got Charlotte Roval, which will be just a hilariousness. It won't be <laughs> anything else but that. So so three three sort of races in a row where I should be more, feel better um, because Talladega is just putting yourself in track position and, and, and that's it. Um, maybe saving a touch of fuel behind people, but Vegas will be about saving tyre wear, which I can do, uh, and just basically saving fuel, which I can do, um, and just using the right strategy. But then, yeah, Charlotte will be just about practice and, and, and staying on the track and not spinning. So, yeah, three things I can I can sort of get good at. So nice. looking forward to the next couple of weeks in Anscar. And look, between you and me, I, I may try and do a bit more Anscar next season, uh, but depends what happens with skips at this stage, I think. So... Because uh, they're both on the same night, the ones I want to do. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, you get the big leagues want to hit Thursday night, man. Yeah. So, but we'll see what happens. There's there's a lot of water to run under that bridge yet. But um, anyway, we will move on to Carl's version of Anne's car, which is way better than mine. So, uh, unfortunately, they had a bit of issues with um, updates and stuff during the week. So our race had to get moved forward twenty minutes, and I don't think they did the Cup series, but. Carl's going to let you hear all about that. So take it away, Carl. 
Tar very much, lads, and hello, chaps and chapettes, and welcome to the Ansgar wrap-up here on Locked On iRacing. This week, due to rain, uh, the cup race had to be postponed as the iRacing servers rained down a patch and caused the race to be unable to be run. So we will be looking at the trucks and Xfinity Thunder series tonight with a quick look at the qualifying results for the upcoming Bristol round of the cup chase. Round three of the truck series would head to Milwaukee for the mile, and we would see Dave Douglas taking pole position over Ryan Jones, who both set identical times. Day Double D, Dave Douglas, would get the lap down first and get pole position, however. As the race got underway, the battle of P1 was between Double D, Dave Douglas, and Ryan Jones himself. Then a while Jason Martin got into the approach, and it was a freeway battle for P1. Just as the yellow flag fell after the drivers came in for uh, the drivers came in for a quick top off of gas and some fresh tyres, we would get 68 laps of green flag running, where the battle was between Jason Martin and Andrew Dyson. The white flag fell. Martin managed to hold off the fast charging Dyson to take the victory, seeing Dyson in second, Jones in third, Double D Dave Douglas fourth, and Micklemore in fifth. Jason Martin, of course, taking out victory. After three rounds, the championship looks like this. Dave Douglas takes the lead with 118 points. Second is Riley Curtis, 12 points down. Third for Jason Martin, 13 off the lead. Fourth is Micklemore, 18 off the lead. Fifth for Stevie Dub, 20 off the lead. Gary Griffith, uh, sorry, Scott Griffiths and, and uh, Raymond Yeager, 22 points down in sixth. Danny G in eighth position, 23 off the lead. Ninth is Matty Hunter, 28 off the lead. And it is Andrew Dyson in 10th position, 29 off the lead in a very close truck series. The trucks head to the legendary North Wilkesboro circuit this week uh, for some old school action. Next up, we can hear the thunder raging in the last great coliseum of Bristol Motor Speedway for the fourth round of the Xfinity series. The tricky short track would prove to be a tough track for all, especially the tight turns one and two. Fuel would not be an issue, meaning it was all down to track position and tyre wear. Lachlan Aquio would get pole position next to Daniel Hedersheed, uh, who would quickly take the lead for the race. But it was not long until the yellow came out on lap 12. We'd get a nice green run, which would see Foster and Gallagher getting into a battle, but an odd penalty saw Gallagher needing to run through pit lane, dropping him down a lap. As the race ran on, we would see a yellow on lap 60, possibly uh, being part of the Wilco watch for this week, giving the leaders the chance to pit. We would have five cautions in total, but between flags, the racing was close, with the split, strat split of strategies giving us a treat. We could finally see a great battle at the front between Foster and Jones, with Ryan Jones taking the win over Edward Foster in second place. Third for Andrew Dyson, who dodged his way through the carnage into a position on a chaotic final lap that needs to be witnessed to be believed. Lachlan Urquio in fourth and Gary Wellman in fifth. The championship still has Matty Raymond in the lead with 163 points. Second is Josh Micklemore, 11 down. Third for Gallagher, 15 off the lead. Fourth for Brenton West, 22 points down. Carol Walden is fifth, 28 down. Foster is sixth, 34 off the lead. 39 points down is Williams in seventh. Eighth, we have Norman Clark, 40 off the lead. Ninth is Manny Hunter, 42. And finally is Christopher Finley, 33 off the lead. The Thunder heads to the lights of Las Vegas next week. Who will win and who will roll snake eyes? Join us to find out. As mentioned, the Cup Series had a, to be delayed by a week due to server maintenance, meaning qualifying happened, but no race. Although there is not much to talk about here, uh, we did see Ryan Jones set an identical time to Joshua Garrett Walden. Yes, twice in a week, Ryan Jones has managed to set identical lap times. Congratulations, Ryan. Uh, and managed to be in P2 for both of those times. So, <laughs> great job there. Uh, 
who will Jones be able to uh, repeat his uh, fantastic run in the Thunder series? Uh, we will find out. He's going to hope for it in the cup, of course, and in the chase. Not a contender in the chase, but trying his best to get a good finish for the season. Find out this week on FGM Ecast, where we'll have coverage of the Trucks, Thunder and Chase, Monday, Wednesday and Thursday, and of course the last round of the Ozpass series on Tuesday night. And as ever, a huge thank you to Locked On iRacing and Locked On Lads, your place for the best Aussie online action. Cheery bye, folks. Thanks for that, Carl. You're an absolute legend. Keep up the good work, and I hope to uh, hear from you tomorrow night when I get in and do some more NSCAR. Uh, unfortunately, Timmy Harris has had a really big week, uh, so he hasn't got a roundup of Oz Pass Pro-Am series, but he is racing tonight in the Enduro that someone reminded him about this afternoon. He sort of maybe <laughs> forgot that it was happening. Uh, he's been doing early starts at the moment, so he's bit under the weather as far a bit overwhelmed with a few things at the moment so tim take the week off don't worry about it he's going to come up with a full wrap up next week because it is the final race of the season tonight so he's going to wrap all, all the odds pass uh pro-am racing series championship next week for us so i'm looking forward to finding that out and what happened for the end of the season then um but that gets us to the end of the podcast tonight so thank you our sponsors cd Cintography driversclub.net.au 24-7 race control and Brewster Coffee. You guys are legends. Thank you to Ken and um, Shory and Darren who joined us on the podcast tonight to help uh, promote the charity work that they, they're all doing. Thanks to Chasty and Cam for joining us as well for their little chats. Um, thank you, you two, for making it a lot easier for me to um, get through a night with a podcast. You guys are legends. Um Alex, where can people find you and what's going on? What's What have you got planned? Well, of course, Sunday Night Lights is back uh, this Sunday night. Uh, on We'll be broadcasting on Twitch for the round one of season 25 at, the, at Top Split TV uh, on Twitch. Uh, 9.15 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, which, of course, coincides with the official race at that time. So to be part of the race, uh, and we score all the way down through the top four splits. And can I tell you, we keep getting people coming back because of that, because they can see that they they make their way into the leaderboard from you know the second and third split sometimes, uh, which really the idea there is to get everyone involved, right? Um, so if you join the 9.15 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time race for the Skippies, the official race each week at that time, you can be part of the, the SNL experience. And even better, if you're in the top split, uh, you'll be part of the SNL broadcast, which uh, Corey and I will be doing once again at that time. You can also go and check out our YouTube channel, The Top Split on YouTube, where all the previous histories back all the way back to season one, where we used to do it on Double R TV with Bernie Weemers and co. Uh, shout out to Bernie. Um, you can check out all of that going on. And while you're there, you can check out, I've started putting up a couple of everyday, I call them everyday track guides, which uh, are there to help those people start now. Um, uh, with the track each week. We're following the Aussie car season again, although I only promised to do five of them because there's an oval in there and I'm not going to do that one. So, <laughs> I did anyway. promise to do that too, didn't I? <laughs> well, and my one got you there, if I can just sneak it in, is that I, I, I've 
I've done Lime Rock and I've banked Mid Ohio for next week, um, but they were done before the uh, <laughs> the update. And I'm dirty on iRacing because nothing in the release notes said that they were going to touch the skip, but they bloody touched it. Uh, so if you're listening, iRace, please iRacing, please explain. You do this all the time. Skippies are not your beta testers. Get us something in the notes so we can at least understand <laughs> what you've changed, please. Anyway, there you go. My rant's over. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, we've got uh, daylight savings coming up in Queensland soon, so eight nine fifteen turns into eight fifteen, so it sort of makes it a little bit more appealing to me. So I have to talk to the wife uh, since she will be working for me soon, so I can sort of try and leave her some leverage, some time. The boss has to talk to the boss. Maybe. Yeah, that's, that's it. we'll get in there, mate. Uh, what's yeah. that start in October? First week in October is that yeah, it? Yeah, something like that. So it's not far away. Yeah, so, beautiful. Get in there, uh, Braden. My man, what are you doing now that Port Power is no longer in existence? Um, well, I definitely won't be watching any football, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just um, managed to uh, get some streaming done. I had a bit of a break, hadn't been streaming much, so I'll, I'll try and start streaming some racing again. Uh, I've been streaming some NBA 2K22, so feel free to uh, jump in on any of those streams. I also was playing a little bit of City Skylines. Uh, I've been playing some Halo. So a bit, bit of all over the place recently, but I'll definitely be uh, getting some more streams up. Um, the iRacing streams, as fun as they are, they're a little bit more intensive and a little bit more uh, draining, so to speak. Whereas when I play some of those other games, I can have a little bit more fun and chat and that kind of thing. So uh, feel free to, for, to pop in. Oh, and I definitely guess you can do. find me at twitch.tv slash the one d Wade if you do want to do that. <laughs> All good. Uh, you can find me at Locked On Lads on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. No, YouTube's Locked On Lads. Uh, but Locked On Lads on Facebook, Locked On Lads on Twitch. Um, you may see a sneaky little thing coming up soon. I've got to try and practice some things because we're planning already for actual week 13 again uh, now. We're actually going to go through with it because I've got a lot more people helping me out now. So keep an eye out for some. Maybe Alex might be driving with some roof on his head stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We're, we've got, got two little races we've got planned up. There should be some fun races. So uh, keep an ear out for them and, and we'll do some practice things because we're going to try a few things. We're going we're to try and broadcast the races ourselves and just see how they go because obviously they're a bit of fun. We want people to see them, but we don't want to obviously pay for people to see them. Um, and we want to have a bit of fun doing it. So just keep an eye out for some stuff coming. And if you are interested in helping us out with anything along those lines, if you are still listening at this late of the podcast, let me hit me up in the Discord uh, and that will be great. Speaking of the Discord, lockedonlads.com slash Discord is the place to get us. Uh, and yeah, all the other places, just do that. Streaming tomorrow night, uh, which is Wednesday night, which is night you get this. Um, LockedOnLads.tv, no, what Twitch.tv slash LockedOnLads. I'll be there uh, racing around uh, Las Vegas. Uh, and then Lime Rock in the Skippies in the other Oval uh, <laughs> as well. So looking forward to that. So thank you everyone for listening. Have a great night, and we will talk to you again soon.